0: Okay, we're live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. This will be our third in a series that's titled "MK Ultra: Music is the Weapon. His name is Hans Uter. Last name is spelled U-T-T-E-R. And he's done really significant research into this. I've heard him a number of times on Gnostic Media with uh, Jan Irving. Irving. And so... Uh, he just has really uh, stands out amongst other researchers in this particular field. So I'm glad to have him back. We do have a lot of audio. So he's got slides and audio. So if you're listening to this on my podcast, William Ramsey Investigates, you can go to Rockfin and watch a lot of these live. Or you can watch them live or you can watch the what's left over after we've done the live show. So you can check that out on Rockfin. My podcast is just entered, according to listen notes, entered into the top percent of all podcasts in the world. So that would be the top kind of 30,000. If there's 3 million podcasts, it would be the top 30,000. So that's, it was a nice kind of marker that uh, happened this week. But uh, again, this will be the third part. So it would be the third episode. I recommend if you haven't listened to one and two, go back and do that. So Hans Uter, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hey, William. It's great to be here. Congratulations on your... uh... (laughs) Your milestone there. so Yeah, not
0: bad. Not bad. I definitely did some at work. I'm at about 8, 850 episodes, so people can uh, go back through. Once I get to a certain, I think I probably should do it sooner or later, but actually just have a list, or a graph of, of all the shows so people don't have to scroll through. I don't think iTunes is really set up well to look through podcasts with a lot of different episodes. Po- yeah. podcast, podcast Addict actually is much better for that. You can scroll through and search. But iTunes is not it really just shows you the most recent like five shows and then you have to kind of reload and stuff like that but uh some of those are timely like I just had there was this guy I did a show about he was a kind of a cult leader in Canada and he just kind of rested and we the book was about his kind of sexual predations and then he finally got arrested his name was oh gosh I can't remember it's dark Oasis is the book by uh, uh who was the author? It was Jason Horsley. So people huh. can check that out. But yeah, so sometimes they do these shows and then they come back into the news. But this topic is always of interest to people. People, this is like one of my more listened to series for sure, is this MKUltra uh, analysis of the 60s and behavioral modification or social engineering that you've done you know, on. So uh, kudos to you. Like people are definitely interested in this material.
1: Yeah, it's, it's quite, uh, it's quite interesting. And uh, one of the things that I sort of came to as a sort of understanding was that the whole sort of system, you know what I mean, that's been implanted. I mean, a great example is COVID, right? That mass hysteria, using the same principles, right? I mean, and you can look at the whole uh, Corona thing as like, uh, you know, as like 100 9 right? Because you think about 9-11, how much, okay, that created all this fear and stress, right? But it still was a one-point event, you know, event. Now, there were, you know, various, uh, you know, terror incidents, many of which were completely fake, you know, a bunch of uh, stoners. You know, homeless stoners and the FBI is like, hey, you guys want to, you know, all right, dude, hit that bog, let's blow up the White House, you know, seriously. Right. I you know, and they did that, but you know, people are mentally ill. Uh, but think about Corona. I mean, every single day, right, you have this stress, you have this social isolation, you have this pressure, you have this fear of getting sick, you have all these restraints, you know. For me, you know, you a fear of like, what happens if I go on the airplane and they want my card? I'll be like, here it, here it is. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, you, know, right. you know, like I thought. You know, it, what I'm saying is that it, this kind of think about that. That's a stress and a trauma, right? That's that is going to influence, affect, and allows for the programming of behavior, right? So right. Because when you're under, um, one of the things. Uh, that you see with this whole, you know, development. I mean, even go back to S- George books, right? Looking, starting for World War One, you know, creating hypnotically programmed, you know, people, right? To create people with uh, trigger personality, MPD or whatever, or just submerged personalities, right? Just to even act as couriers. But this research, you know, you have Tavistock Institute, right? So that's looking at shell shock, trauma, right? So, and then you have the National Institute of Mental Health, right? And so all these are interconnected organizations and um, different kind of deployments, right? Or, or strategies, right? And that can go into, you have the Stanford, Stanford Research Institute. Um, you've got, of course, Millbrook, right? How about Millbrook? This, uh, right. Larry, you know, you, that's one of those things where you, know, you look at the whole development, um, you have these, Figures. I think, you know, before I was talking about like Ken Kesey, right? One or the the cuckoo's nest. Um, but he was very important as a, as a cultural symbol, right? You know, and then you tie that to Jack Nicholson, the actor. So all of this is influencing the mind, the consciousness, the world, right? Um, especially because, um, you know, you think of it that, you know, our atmosphere. You know, our cultural space is, a lot of it is media, television, right. music. Right. Think about it. I mean, have you ever, like, been outside that for a while, right? You know, like, say, when I was in India, you know, for a number of years, like, I missed out on a lot of things that were happening in the U.S. I mean, I, I guess I like that, right? But I was really out of that world. And I come back to the United States, and it was really, I could almost feel it, right? But then wow. you, yeah, you re-enter it. You know, and you don't want to necessarily be, it's kind of like, you know, culture shock. You don't
0: want to be in that permanent state of dislocation. It's like a psych- psychosphere. The American psychosphere is like shattered or haunted or something like with all this stuff, like all that stuff you're talking about, the fear of death or COVID. They really ramped up everything. It was all kind of MKUltra type of behavioral manipulation. And the guy who's now just become the chief of staff for. Uh, Biden was this guy, Zenz, who was the head of the COVID response and infamously got on TV. It says, if you don't get your shot, you're going to go through uh, the hospital in a wave of death like you've never seen. Like he literally hit, P zapped people with the mind control, literal fear of death. Like that, that statement that he made will, I hope, reverberate on into the future because a lot of that stuff never happened. So they really were pushing people to get this, you know, toxic shot. but. Yeah, we would. The last two or three years really were incredible. The isolation and stuff, and the fear of death. Yeah.
1: Well, and how many? I mean, think about that. That I mean, small businesses closing, right? Like for me, um, and I, I promise I'm going to get my online stuff, my publishing going. I, but yeah, you know, I'm doing. I do music stuff. I do concerts, whatever. There's no concerts. I mean, I was. I did fine, but it's still. Um, but I know a lot. A lot of other. I mean, people really got devastated by it. Some people did not leave their house for two years you know um but then True. you know and i always uh re- you know think of that you know bring out your dad that monty python you know right. bring out yeah. your dad you know that's that's what i when i first started it reminded me of you know if anyone's seen that that you know i'm talking about that
0: yeah you know, that skit from uh monty python and the holy grail that's what yeah I mean. yeah yeah so but that's what it was like at a certain time but then it's
1: you know one thing that Research that was done, right? You find like going back to the United Nations initiatives, like mental hygiene, right? Um, and then you've got um, uh, psychological topology, Kurt Lewin. Um, you've got um, you know, uh, what's his name, the MK Ultra, uh, Dr. Ewan Cameron. So, you know, you have and you have all these good Irishmen, good Scotch, you know, he's a good scotch scotchman right that was really pushing this stuff you know and you know and that ties back to
0: tavistock
1: that ties back to eugenicist british eugenicists and all that stuff right Right. hg Cameron.
0: cameron was the head of the world psychology council or something like he was not some kind of bit player he was at the top of the psychology profession so and doing horrible stuff yeah well, yeah, well, psychiatry really, and he no, he was the, he was the,
1: uh, you know, the lovable, you know, charismatic grandfather, this big, big dude, very jovial, you know, whatever, and um, but he was doing all this stuff, but his early, some of his early work, you know, was a you know, laboratory, mind control laboratory, with the captive population. We have a couple examples of this. You have, of course, the Soviet system right? So you have a captive population where you can completely control what's said, you know what I mean, what people can say, censorship or, you know, more extreme, also creating cells, right? Which is a little bit what you had kind of developed during COVID, where people will report other people, right? Even having the kids report the parents, right? Like 1984, or the Soviet Union. Um, but so he worked you know germany post-war germany and that was where a lot of stuff was tried out in terms of cultural transformation into like the beatles just happened to be playing right in hamburg right in germany right so all um this stuff was you know going on but so but cameron really worked with that right this whole psychologically remodeling the entire culture and one thing he talked about as i mentioned this before but you know this psychological group collective psychological field right you know so you're in a psychological space Um, and this was studied quite a bit in this psychological topology was a way of modeling populations based on types of psychological states and profiles and how they was a mechanism to they could reinforce each other collectively now that would sound kind of oh like new agey like oh man there's some bad vibes well Yes and no, right? You and Cameron. I mean, you talk a lot about even music. Right? This um, research of insanity. Like, for example, if you have a cult leader, Jim Jones. This person is insane, or maybe he's just doing what he's supposed to do because he works for the CIA, right? As part of the one another one of these programs. But people follow the leader. They become like that, right? If if you hang out with you know people that are very angry and take meth there's a chance it's going to start changing your personality, okay? And and you could, you know, and so what I'm trying to say is that this is not just, even though this research has sort of been submerged, you know, and these books are nearly impossible to find, it's sort of like the research on planned obsolescence, where you see corporate journals saying we should implement planned obsolescence, and then suddenly you don't see any more literature on it. But guess what? It's implemented. You know what I mean? It's right. not like that. there's no, you know, give me a break, man. You know, anyone has any, any modern product, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Right. The light bulb. They actually had light bulbs out there that like the last 10 years, but they don't want you to have them. you want, they want you to keep rebuying those. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. just one example yeah. or your car. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, but what I'm trying to say is that, so think about just adding that into creating states of tension right that are useful and you know you know trauma you have a tribe of trauma you have sort of release within that trauma you have your authority figure which is like or maybe you have your good cop bad cop whatever which is like your programmers which is like your cult leader which is like your your rock leader which is like your charles manson which is like any one of these uh you know baba yad right that was another, right, right, right. another, um they had a rock band, right? The rock band for this. All right, cult. that's right.
0: Yeah. The it, family, the Yode family, I think it was called, or yeah. Father Yod, yeah.
1: Yeah. And this guy, what was this guy? What was your background, you know, military, military intel? And then he got drunk driving and he killed somebody, right? Oh, then that's guess right, what? Yeah. Guess what his next gig is? He becomes this peace and love guru. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. like, here's your assignment, dude. Okay. You want to go to the, you want to go to jail, or you want to become a guru? But it was kind yeah, of. He like, had like
0: a really conventional name. It was like John Baker or something like yeah. that, like almost like John Smith. But he had been in World War Two. He would, he'd, he had killed Japanese people. Like he had a number of kills on his, uh, his war record. So yeah, he was definitely a, something else. Yeah. And Before think- Fodorio, yeah.
1: Well, I think there was another. Um, he may have like killed someone in a bar brawl too. No,
0: I think you're right. I think you're right. He did. It was actually in the paper. I've actually seen that article that he had killed somebody in a fight. It was over a lot, It was like a lover's squabble with a- about a woman. He killed a guy. He was a big dude. He was like six four. Yeah. And he's just like gentle. This gentle guru. Yeah, yeah. Right, with the beard and everything. But oh, his background is super violent. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, and, no, and he was yeah, and it, it was like but but this thing, you know, with their, their band, you know, their psychedelic rock band, and it was a pretty, as these movements go, it's pretty small scale, right? But it was like another Manson 2.0, you know, another one of the things, and, you know, the funny thing with the Baba Yod, though, is the um, Riyadh, you know, which is a, that connects with, like, um, you know, the uh, name of one of the names of the the, the Sephirot, the Kabbalah. Yes, or, right, yeah. But he did some kind of yoga and they'd take a couple hits of weed and some kind of free love, but You know, but even at the end, like, he was completely discredited, but there's still this hardcore group of followers, you know, and he's, like, he's connecting with God by doing, like, parasailing, you know, and he crashed.
0: That's how he died. That's how he died. died. But he was was familiar with Golden Dawn magic, so he knew a lot of these uh, kind of magical rituals and things like that, so that was kind of his... His kind of, you know, way to have power over this, but he was a, definitely a polygamist, or whatever. Like at a certain point, it was like Joseph Smith. So, that's all my knowledge, but guess what? I'm allowed to have sex with all of you women, whoever I want, when I want. So, well,
1: you that's got one to. other things. Well, Joseph Smith, you know, he's kind of an archetype there. He, you um, know, is out there, you know, um, well, he's a He's sort of a, a you know, a, a, almost like a carnival huckster, kind of a, you know, medicine man, you know, whatever, flim flam man, um, you know, he does dowsing. And then he took mushrooms, started taking magic mushrooms,
0: really? Really? and then the golden tablets, you know. Right. Oh, it yeah. makes perfect sense. I didn't yeah. know there was a mushroom connection to him, but yeah, he was, he, was, involved, he was involved in classic magical behavior, which is this whole ritual where somebody puts a stone in a hat and then reads something and puts it down. It's the exact same technique that uh, D and Kelly did and Crowley and Newberg, the exact same technique. Mm. And they actually, you can go see his like shoe stone in one of the Mormon museums. So the guy, he that's a revealed, that book is like a received book. The Book of Mormon is like from some magical event. He claims it was an angel gave it to him, but there's actually differing um uh formate genesis stories of that book which is very telling there's like two different stories that don't don't make sense one is that moroni gave him the book right and then there's another that he got it through this whole you know hat stone in a hat type of thing so why are there two different stories
1: yeah and then you know of course no one's ever seen the golden tablets but then also a little bit there the language moron
0: oops i'm sorry moroni right you know, I mean, it's, I don't well know. On I, right. Do you think it's a mistake? Like he was having a game on people. Have you ever read the court um, uh, affidavits about Joseph Smith when he was younger? What, bit, I mean, go ahead. Those those, those no No, no they're f- really fascinating. If you can find them online, they're really something else because they were exposing him as kind of like a, a snake oil salesman. And this one guy said, well, Joe Smith said that there were these plates down in Philadelphia and it would be a two-hour ride. So he, I said, yeah, I want to go find those gold plates. So I got on my horse together and carriage, and I drove him there. And we looked for the plates for 15 minutes. He said, I don't think they're here. And then he wanted to go visit a friend. So I just took him over to visit a friend who was nearby. And then I drove him home. And by the time I got home, I realized there were never any plates for me to, to get it. He used this you know, promise, this allure of finding these old plates among the old American like uh, ruins as a pretext to get me to try to get on my horse and carriage and driving for two hours. So he was, so he was putting people together like a, you know, scoundrel before his whole religion started. Yeah.
1: Well, then they also had very violent relationships with some, you know, people in the towns. That's why they had to, you know, they weren't just, I mean, yeah, they were persecuted, but they were also, they did their share of, uh, you know, pretty sketchy things. And, you know, but but again, you know, you find, and, you know, one thing you'll find, even you look at Joseph Smith, you look at Charles Manson, you look at Baba Yod, you look at Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, you, you go uh, other sex, access to sex for men, right? Right, right. Men get access to sex, um, you know, and that's kind of a big part of, I mean, the Manson thing. I mean, he was providing girls for Brian Wilson, for, you know, uh Beach right, Boys, right. for various people, Um, you know. Uh, that and- was
0: one of his skills, right? That was one of Manson's skills was, you know, getting these women. And he, he knew techniques to really get, he said, I'm your dad now. You know, so he would go in the place of the family, like, call me father, or call me your daddy or something like that. Like, he really knew certain techniques. That's why they had such, the family had such a retinue of of women, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so we'll get into this a bit later, but
1: you, know, you look at, well, another Smith, Roger Smith, right? So Manson's parole officer, who was, had all, well, you know, many, many, many very odd and sketchy connections. And he was uh, connected. So so the National Institute of Mental Health, right? So that is very important organization for some of these programs, right? And I mentioned the mental hygiene uh, and various other other types of programs that were, that were run. Um, but so he worked for the program for newly released felons. Right. And so Manson, who was, you know, he was, you know, he was a, one of those guys you probably wouldn't want to meet. You know what I mean? He was not a friendly guy. You know, he was a hardcore lifetime criminal, you know what I mean? And was an intense, you know, kind of balls to the wall, you know, hardcore dude, you know, and, you through um I mean there's some evidence that you know it was through this program you know that that his parole officer introduced him to LSD and he became mm. a totally different person he oh. became and he started seeing himself as this christ-like type of figure and based on this Heinlein you know seeing um uh you know his Pro officer Roger Smith, as like, uh forget uh, he gave him a name Jubala, Juba, Juba, like this Masonic name. Used to call him, yep.
0: wow. yeah, Jubilee,
1: wow. Eric Smith, you
0: know, yeah, Eric Smith, yeah, yeah, Jub or Jubulon is like the god in Masonry or whatever.
1: Yeah, and that's Jabu. what Manson called him, wow. but he, but it was like his, you know, base a stranger to strange land, which ties into what, right, stranger to strange land. Robert Heinlein, that you have certain books, right? I mentioned in the first show we did, right, Steppenwolf. Right. That book Steppenwolf by Herman Hesse. So um, it, it, and, you, you know, it was just make sure my heater's on. It's it's really cold down here.
0: Um, right. But, but Heinlein was a key figure, too. And that's I think uh, Manson named one of his Valentine after the lead yeah. character in Heinlein. Like yeah. It wasn't random. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. But he there's a lot of stuff with I think they call pie. I mean, there's various things in the family that were directly taken from Heinlein. Oh wow! Like they like had like some kind of name for these units or pods or i forget i forget to say but there's some uh, number of references to the family practices and culture
0: you know on the, on that wow. branch because valentine was kind of became a cult leader didn't he be he was from another planet but then he becomes a cult leader in the book and yeah. what's surprising about that book is how much philosophizing is on in that like it really is almost like a philosophy book there's all kind of ruminations about how different he is and how people admire him and all this stuff, yeah. Valentine yep. Smith, right? Isn't that it?
1: Yeah. Well, in Heinlein, you know, well, there's, he has another book, which I, I used to really be in science fiction when I was a kid and I forget the name of the book, but it's about uh, this book. It was talking about a Luciferian book. Cause I remember I, I got it. It was his book club. I got it, it as like eighth, seventh or eighth grade or something. But in this book, it's like, satan or lucifer is actually god and that you know god in this world has to be overthrown in this whole thing and wow. and it really makes you get on the side of lucifer or satan as he overthrows the evil tyranny of god the false god wow. which is straight of wow. course gnostic doctrine um but that's like the science fiction book but but that like that book um you know, well, Stranger to Land*, And then, uh, and then of course, um, even the found childhood end, or Smithy Clark, the sci-fi was a big part of that. Um, and then, you know, Steppenwolf, you know, the theater for the Madman only, right. You know, and then, it, you know, then you have, of course, the beat, the beat on the road, sort of, you know, things like that, right. This turn and t- turn on drop out was just another step up from on the road, you know, and yeah. they're all directly connected. You have the protagonist of on the road, William Cassidy, Dean Moriarty, right? Where does right. he show up? On the magic bus, running the you know, one of those um that uh, that one thing I played last time that uh, the, the the butcher during the acid test where this like guy's hiding around the room, you can't tell where, where he is, you know, and all the people are on acid. I'm the butcher, you don't know where I am. That was uh Neil Cassidy, right? Like the, the, wow, the, right? the the guru of the beats, right? Because cause these guys were I don't mean, okay, uh, you know Alan Gins were you know, was sort of this, you know, homosexual drug addict, kind of decrepit. I mean, he wasn't like a brawny, macho guy. But, um, you know, and Jack Kerouac, yeah, he was a football player, but he was still kind of innocent or just... But then you had Neil Cassidy, who was this guy who'd worked as a pimp, who was, you know, had this real intense kind of life. But he was also very, you know, powerful, charismatic, very good looking guy, you know. And so he became like a figure. He was like the representative for the beats of this ideal
0: man. Right, right. It's Neo, like but the, the kind of darker side, right? Moriarty is the antagonist of Sherlock Holmes. So, yeah, kind of. And he was, um, and uh, Cassidy was, uh, he was a scoundrel. He was really kind of a scoundrel. Like he used to work on the train and take people's money and give back change that wasn't correct. And uh, he was kind of like the tune in dropout, just like you said. On the road is really about that, stealing cars and going across country, right? Yeah, and, and it was
1: a speed freak, too, man. I, a speed freak, but... yeah.
0: You can see him on one of those, that, like, he's scratching his hands. It's like a very meth type of behavior of scratching mm. yourself. on that. There's a picture of him on that bus or a clip of him on the bus doing that. So mm. he's probably just speeded out. I think he died young, too, right? He kind of burnt the candle at both ends. Yeah, like, I think he like, was just, young.
1: he uh, ended up, he was, like, wandering train tracks and just died of exposure or something.
2: You yeah, know, something really, really
1: crazy, yeah but he was on the magic bus, man. You know, he was the, he was, he was, I mean, you know, um, Ken Kesey was there sort of as the mastermind or, you know, whatever, but the real interactive guy, right. The one who really almost the recruiting, you know, I mean, Kesey was there, right. But, but the guy, you know, the, his, what do you call it? His henchman, the guy really doing a lot of stuff was Neil Cassidy, right. You know, AKA Dean Moriarty and on the road in those other books. But, I'm showing that this this is you know it all, it it all connects and that uh, you know ties ties together. But of course, and he I, only I, made it.
0: To, he only made it to forty one. Casty, oh, I thought he was older. Yeah. Oh my god. Because yeah.
1: dude, it, I was watching some of those videos recently, of um, of uh, of you know of him on the bus, and I thought he was like in his fifties. Yeah. No. He looked like he, he looked. Was, he looked like he prematurely aged, didn't he? To me. Yeah, yeah he was. Um, and I don't know if I, you know, want to play that. Uh, that uh, well, I, I guess I'd have to, sit, you know, I have to play that video again. That acid test stuff, but that stuff is really, you know, um, you know, we we
0: can keep the PowerPoint down,
1: so it's not. Yeah. No,
0: you just put the well, video whatever you, down. Want. Put sure. you want. Sure, you already put the video? You want to have the vi- video of the audio stuff? No, we can just have us talking.
1: Okay, good. Whatever.
0: or I can stop share right. Okay, there we go. Yeah, what you can do
1: too. Yeah, I think you're able to. Finally, got my lighting here. But yeah,
0: Cassidy. So it all adds together. So all of these books are fictional books influencing real nonfictional culture, right?
1: Yeah, and that's always been. I mean, literature, art, literature. You know, and but then this also goes back into you know how you know, unlike any other time in human history, right? Like our culture, our experience is really a lot of it is artificial, you know. Not that look, books would have seminal influence, but it's a lot more in inner, right? Interior. Um, and um, and in one of the uh, you know, techniques, you know, you know, the movie The Parallax View. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's one you, of my favorites. You know, yeah. you know this is you know, I was, you know, pulling together some material and I came across a number of accounts of people, right, who were in these military from military usually who were in some of these types of, you know, mind control special operative type of scenarios, right? And one okay. thing they did was just showing these video stuff like the film. Could you possibly bring that up? That, that probably, um do you, want, do you want me to bring up Parallax View, the movie? Just that there's that clip where he goes in and they have like that mind control
0: sequence? Yeah, let me see if I can find it. Do you think it's on YouTube? Yeah, it should be. It should be that clip. Okay. I guess I could do it. Parallax View. Test. There it is. It's right here. The best scene. Right. Let, me, let me pull it up. Hold on. Make sure it's the one where he has all the stuff. Yeah. I think it's like the one where they have like there, there's like, uh, you know, like different things pop up, and they're talking, and babies he's, crying, he's, and that kind of thing, right?
1: They're showing like him the video, the video. like he's getting yeah. the initiation. There we are. Yes, this is it. Can you make a full screen?
3: Be sure to place each one of your hands on a box on either side of the chair. Do I won't do that. Making sure that each one of your fingers is on one of the white rectangles. Just sit back, nothing is required of you except to observe the visual materials that are presented to you. Be sure to keep your fingers on the box
2: at all times. All right? We hope you find the test a pleasant experience.
0: just gets darker
1: and darker, right? Yeah, yeah, it gets darker and darker. Um, and so even um, going back to that, I'm a little puppet, you know, and we managed to listen to that thing. Um, so what, you know, one of the things that, that, that um, came to the fore was that, okay, a, well, number one, um, you know, when you look at these accounts of people that were you, in, even in the 50s, 60s, you know, inducted into the special military training, branches of this thing where they're creating this sort of selective memory creating sort of MPD triggered altered personalities one of the things is that a well number one they try to make sure that you forget your programming conditioning period but showing videos with electro stimulation neuroelectro stimulation but much more uh, the accounts are, are kind of similar to that, but they'll say like parents and then showing their parents being decapitated, showing you killing your parents, showing like a puppy, then showing like really, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, juxtaposing these images and your brain and the words, right? So the word itself, that word, that printed text, right? That having that power and then the subliminal stuff embedded and really sort of flipping everything around and then creating this... Um, you know the state right the state of programming um, and, and, and creating the association of the personality right and and so and then the accounts um i won't I can look some of those up but I was reading them they're really really interesting and disturbing but you also have the music right so when you have like the i'm a little puppet um what you have is um, you have the music you know, they have stuff that's based on even traditional you know, folk songs or or children's songs, right? And then you get these associations with that, right? And then they become triggers, right? So you're using this as a triggering um, and with a hypnotic induction, right? Hypnotic induction, um, all these other things. And I I may go into that in detail of that song a bit later. But that thing, one of the things is to produce a sense of illnesses to make you think you have illnesses also that you can't hear from which is another part of that induction, right? So that, to have these different things or these um, blockages, right? So just in the, in the case, say, of the, um, the mind-programmed assassin, those blockages, these different um, segments of the, of the mind, there'll be parts that are designed to commit suicide, right? If, if you are going to reveal this or if you cross, there's like firewalls. So externally, if there's a hypnotist just trying to access that program, right, that will trigger another, another program. Um, but what I want to say is that on different scales, these things are are sort of analogous, right? There, there's, a, you know, obviously um, the intensity of of um, of a, you know, you know, going through you know, if you're becoming an you know a Jason Bourne type of mind controlled assassin, right. which I think there's a lot. You've seen those movies, right? I think there's a lot in there. That's
0: yeah, yeah, no, there is. There's a lot of flashbacks and split personality, amnesia, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody's tanked, uh, I always think of when I watch Parallax View, too, of uh, A Clockwork Orange, which is Mm -hmm. like the Ludovic method or some Ludovico method, which they're putting on to Alex, Alex DeLarge, or I think Mm -hmm. the character's name, you know, same kind of thing, technique, keeping his eyes open. It's really one of the more incredible visuals in movie history is him, you know, being shoved in the theater with his eyes unable to close and Mm -hmm. forced to watch all that stuff. It's the same type of thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember Jan was using that as the the show picture. And I said, dude, take I didn't say take that because it's really disturbing, man.
0: It is, it really is. Even this stuff is disturbing because you could be watching this on like a controlled environment by a psychiatrist, but then you watch regular TV. How much different is your regular TV from just an outright behavioral mind control, you know, film like what, what's uh, this main character is being put through? I don't know that's where things can get real scary. Well, then
1: that's the thing is that, I mean, if you look at, um, you, know, you look at all these different techniques that are understood, right. Um, you know, one of them being photic driving, right. So we, and so we have um, entrainment, right. Or met- you have a type of stimulation, pulse stimulation. Um, this is a entrainment where there's like a, a rhythm, right. Rhythmic, uh, source a a, a, a stimulus, um, and, and what happens is it's called your mind. Your physiology can phase lock on that. You phase lock so that this and this is something. It's it's it, entrainment is very complex. It goes to the cellular level. Okay. Hmm. Um. So it, it it's I've heard a lot of people use this word and not use it correctly. They say, oh, it's it, we're being entrained. It's not entrainment. What it actually is, it was discovered. By a, a, this Dutch guy, I think Van Neps, in like sixteen something. But you you put two clocks together next to each other, they'll start ticking in phase. They'll the the the, the phases will align, right? Of those clocks, you find this all over the place. Um, you find, um, I mean, this is how a lot of these sound weapons work, right? Infrasonics, sound weapons, you know that, uh, you know, infrasound that's below you know, the, the, the audible spectrum because that's the frequencies your brain operates on. So that frequency, right, will come in your brain and then it'll make you defecate or make you have intense rage or intense fear it'll make you have intense inhibit inhibition, whatever. You know, this stuff actually works, right? And that's from entrainment. Your brain starts to resonate with that frequency, even though it's an external input. Um, and then you have also the Monroe Institute, right? Monroe Institute where... You're familiar with that right that's
0: no the, i've never heard that before is no. that, that's
1: connected with all those like uh third eye spies and you know this and that uh, of you know out of body so this is the um where they the um the, where i sometimes i get these blank where the, the people that remote viewing right remote so remote viewpoint. viewing was developed out of the monroe institute which i've actually been there it's up in virginia kind of near where hmm. that. The, the, the walton's farm right near that area right near walton's farm in uh, virginia rural Virginia. Um, So, so that um, these are, you know, techniques used, you know, for, you know, out of body astral travel for remote viewing. Right. And so what the way to do this and that you can buy CDs, right. So you can go through all these different courses, um, stuff like that. And the Institute is kind of, it's pretty weird. It's pretty cool, but it's a weird place to go there. Like I never saw anybody there. There's, I guess there's one guy who's still like locked in the basement. He's really weird. You know, who does, he Hmm. was one of the former, I mean, maybe he's not weird. I, I didn't meet him. I just heard that. So take that back. But he's the guy who was doing this stuff, right, from the 70s or whatever. But basically, so how this works is you have um, left and right, right? You have what's called, you know, we have dichotic hearing left, right frequencies. And then if you play two frequencies, say if you play a 20,000 hertz and a, and a 21,050 hertz signal, your brain, they'll cancel out and you, your brain will start resonating with the 50 hertz signal. That's a way to access that that brainwave frequencies, right? So you can go into like alpha state, delta state and stuff like that. So it, like binaural beats. Um, but uh, so that's that's one of the, the things that's out there, right? Um, and so, but if you, you club that technology in, right? And then, but the stimulus like photic driving, light driving, so you have stimulus and a light ding 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 creates a rhythm you know what people have epileptic seizure right
0: right right right
1: and have you seen that thing that brian jensen you know and william s burroughs they were you know oh, taking peyote or whatever and
0: the thing that spins around with like the light flashes and yeah like, i forgot what it was called it's not the cutout system. It's, it's called something they were using it yeah I, I've, I've seen picture but it's a circuit it looks like the standard the old oh gosh there's a name for it. I can't remember. Right now. It's like one but, of yeah, those. Um, sure. It's
1: like one of those, almost like a piano roll. You know what I mean? But the, I, I made one at one point. You know, you just you can make one from a turntable. So you just take a turntable right. and you put your light on it, and then you you set the speed and it spins around, and then you. Right.
0: Byron Brian Geison, I think, was Brian was Geising, was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: So, but they were all. I mean, you know. That, but anyway, so all these techniques, right? And, and the, um, and the drug culture, right? And then the, um, of course, we have a direct connection. The thing is Burroughs, of course, resurfaces more in the punk rock era, right? He, right. he, he kind of skipped the beat and the hippie. He was not a hippie kind of a guy, really, you know. Of course, Allen Ginsberg was was there. You ever seen that the interview of Allen Ginsberg when he's on the, the
0: firing line with William F. Buckley? No, but I should see it again. I oh, my it. God. It's called dream. the Dream Machine, right? The Dream Machine. Dream Machine. That's, That's it.
1: it. Dream Machine.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um... let's see if I can bring this up. There it is. No, but it's it is funny. Once you really read about Buckley and what he was really up to, it's funny that he was the cons- the so called conservative voice. He may actually be much more authentic a depiction of conservatism than people would think on the surface. Actually, mm. but yeah, he was. Uh, I mean, he was a skull and bonesman. He'd been in the tomb. So you have this guy, like supposedly the Christian um voice is really just a guy somebody took they're, a leak on, you know. Yeah, yeah, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at those guys, they look really nice, right? Kind of guys you like to hang out with. Yeah, not really. Burroughs looks really scary there. They
1: look like you know, they're, yeah. like,
0: they're like zombie River.
4: movies, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh um, hey. you know. Oh, I, I hate to do this. this. Is just a whim, but just just for a little relief. Could you play? Um, or I, I guess I could I could bring it up. Or could you
0: no,
1: play? Wait. What is it? Could you play the the um. William, I mean, uh, Allen Alan Ginsberg on the firing line, just a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, let me later. see if I can find it. It's that's so funny. Yeah. No. But but the funny thing is when you realize that this counterculture, right, and this, you know, what I mean, they're not really as much um as opposed as they they seem, right? Yeah. So, you
0: know, so you, it, let me see if this is it. it. Do you want to watch the full thing, or what do you want to do?
1: No, no, no we could just, um, you just kind of any
0: particular skim
1: ahead. He's when he, he starts freaking out, maybe a little bit towards. Okay, let me get, let me, let me okay. all right, let's do this.
0: one he starts, starts singing. I'm to be... Is this all right? We're, yeah,
1: intro. Go ahead and play. Yeah, that's fine.
3: He became a success. Internationally, after publishing Howl and uh, other poems in 1955, he has written several volumes that come right out of his copious notebooks and reached great critical acclaim with uh, Kaddish, published in 1960. We are here to talk about the avant-garde. I should like to begin by asking Mr. Ginsburg whether he considers that the hippies are an intimation of the new order. I'm uh, hoping it will be orderly and gentle, yes. Uh, hippies is kind of a stereotype. Yeah. Generally a newspaper stereotype. So that it's hard to generalize except to the extent that what is called the hippie movement involves an alteration of consciousness towards some greater awareness and greater individuality, which you might even sympathize with then uh hopefully the future will see like a spread of that gentleness and consideration coming through politically and artistically and maybe even on television not quite yet (laughs) well it uh it's slowly approaching uh the problem i think with television which is interesting so before i came on uh, uh one of your uh Mr. Stable, who is your uh, uh, helper here, producer, uh, asked me not to say any dirty words, what he considered dirty words, on the program, which presents a moral problem, you know.
1: Really <laughs> you what, um, it's a political problem. Fast forward a bit, he starts he starts singing, I think. Let's time. get
0: to the singing se- sequence.
1: But notice they talk about the new order, right? Yeah. Right the new order. And and
0: alteration of con- consciousness yeah. it's incredible like right there at the beginning
1: maybe yeah,
0: howl, howl is super graphic i mean they're probably concerned cuz they probably knew it was in howl before he got on stage
1: oh, and he was a direct you know leader i mean from the the beat movement to the hippies is this maybe he did another
0: i thought i've seen one where he's he's like singing with the tambourine is that the one you're talking he's got, about he
1: got a harmonium or something so it looks like this one is maybe he was on there again oh, to kill them to kill themselves but they uh i did not <laughs> maybe he was on twice then yeah con- the strong oh well we
0: could but it is interesting like he's a he's an important component of that whole change of consciousness and he yeah, he had an interesting lifestyle but Buckley like the story about Buckley is um from what is it crazy days and nights say that Buckley preferred dudes so he was in in public he was the conservative voice right oh really he it, yeah yeah but he looked preferred dudes and on firing line he would say codes to his four recent male paramour that nobody in the audience would know but he and the and the the dude would know like he would do little codes and things like that so he wow. wasn't uh he was not straight laced do you want to get something
1: yeah. I wonder if he had a he had a session with uh ginsburg before the
0: show you know you never know i mean but like he was much more strange and he had all i think his dad was an oilman and he had all kinds of intel connections and things. Like that. yeah I, there's one maybe it's when he's on with
1: care he like they have very caustic um it's kind of weird cuz the one I saw before was uh, by the way your videos off I don't know, if you know I that. know my wife is getting something from behind me. So. Okay no problem but I'm uh, go back to it. no worries no worries but uh you know the, the one where he like I think he's it, maybe it's a little bit later you know maybe it's a or he did I don't know maybe they were but he he they really get into it and they're really like fighting it's almost like this you know, like stage, like a puppet show, they're fighting back and forth. And then he starts singing Hardy Krishna, you know, and it's just, it's just really goofy. I think it may be when he's on with Jack Kerouac, but anyways, and Kerouac, you know, really he got, he, Kerouac described, um, I think it was like 50, maybe 1960 or 59, but he said Allen Ginsberg gave him this synthetic mescaline. He said he never felt right the rest of his life. Wow. He said he something to his brain. He never felt normal again. Wow. And I forget what that was, but he, uh, he um, of course, Yage, right, Ayahuasca, right, the Yage letters, right? So that was William Asborough's questing for oh, Ayahuasca. You know, you know that book? Uh, so this is where the, this quest, he goes to South America trying to capture, supposed to be the strongest drug. Okay, there you go. Yeah, you
0: ready? Yep. I think the cause of their paranoia, because
1: they're paranoid, is our paranoia. It's a mirror-reflecting
3: system. So images that we just perfecting. you know the Hare Krishna chants? Go ahead. Yeah. So the preservation of the universe instead of its destruction, Krishna returns in the Bhagavad Gita every time there's a flood, fire, original sin leading to atom bombs. Hare Krishna, Hare
4: Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna,
3: Hare,
4: Hare, Hare Rama, Hare,
5: Okay, that's,
0: that's like the true culture change there right there in america the 60s the birth of the child i think he did that too this kind of uh eastern music at the human being in 67 in the hate with leary they're on stage somewhere yeah
1: well he helped inaugurate right and so he also was i mean he's kind of like the endorsement you know what i mean he's like your celebrity endorsement for the hippie movement you know what i mean because he yeah right and he had the big obscenity trial so he was an internationally known figure you know what i mean right And, and, and he wasn't you know, it wasn't it, it, the you know the establishment media didn't have that much of a you know a, a, a contrary relationship to him. You know, I mean, it was he was you know sort of you know respected. Right? Um, uh, but but obviously, you know, Leary. I mean, these guys are be give, are given platforms like that to disseminate the LSD to peace and love. He looks like a garden gnome. You know, like the camp comes to life. He's extremely irritating. You know, and his singing and you. Know, and that's what I remember. Uh, Henry Miller met the Beats. They came out to visit him. Them, you know, Henry Miller, the famous author, yeah, Capricorn. Tropic of Capricorn. Yeah, yeah. So they went out to visit him at Big Sur. And, and you know, he liked Jack yeah, correct, but he said, you know, he basically said, you know, Ginsburg's Buddhism is insincere. It's a phony. But, the, you know, they were all directly linked with this you know, decision this to promote this stuff, you know, and that's where, you know, you have quote unquote, you know, fight the Soviet. I mean, I have, I have a number of quotes where I mean, I read from like William Sargent, who's like talking about Soviet mind control. And yet he's working at the Tavistock Institute, developing and deploying mind control on Western populations, right. Battle for the mind, William Sargent, you know, so it's like, they're revealing it.
0: And then they're, you know,
1: they're, uh, they're also, uh, sort of...
0: Uh, Practicing uh, it, right? They're exposing yeah. it, but also altering consciousness. This is exactly yeah. what he said. Like, whether he's a change agent, right? He is definitely part of the 60s change. Ginsburg is. yeah I always, yeah. I always know William Sargent because that's who Jolly and West asked to show up at the uh, Hearst trial. I recommend this great psychologist, William Sargent. <laughs> I, guess, I mean, it's like inviting, like, Mephistopheles over well, you know, probably pro, he probably had.
1: He was probably part of the programming, man. You know, he probably oversell the programming. You know, he did his own program. You know, and well, that actually be a great tie-in back to uh, back to the hate. Um, so, so, um, so, anyways, yeah, we we can. Uh, well, we know just just a little bit to a little bit more on this. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, like Leary again. Th- there's movements and things that you know. Like the stuff I talk about, I don't get like that wide exposure, like Alan Gisberg. You know, maybe I'm not as exciting. I need to grow a scrubby, scrubby beard. Yeah, you not, need to take up some
0: insincere Buddhism. Well, you know, get on and sing Hare Krishna.
1: Well, the one thing though with the '62 was like not bathing, right? It's it's healthy not to bathe. I mean, you know. So, anyways, that's you know, at least the dead family, but uh, but the so the LSD, the, the dissemination of LSD. You know, again, you have all these you know direct movement. Um, and of course, the, you know, you have the, the 50s rock and roll, um, you have the shutdown. And so the 50s rock and roll, you know, really being starting to affect the nervous system, right, of the teenagers, of the kids. Right. It's not that, you know, OK, if you listen to it now, it's, it's going to be bad for you. Right. But I'm sure all of us, have you ever had an experience of hearing Being at some type of a concert or music and just feeling the music and feeling like it was, you know, doing something to you, maybe wasn't even beneficial. You ever had that experience? Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah. I've been to some pretty loud concerts when I was younger. Now I don't go to them, but I've been, I've been, I was at uh, Oakland Coliseum in 1999 watching Rage Against the Machine. It was something else. It was totally crazy. They had to like shut everything off. They didn't do an encore because the audience got put into some kind of weird state. Like the uh, the mosh pit was the entire floor of the Oakland Coliseum. Oh, God. Like they had worked people up with that music. Yeah, it was incredible. Talk about consciousness changing. That was it. And then they just turned on all the lights and everything stopped. It was almost God. like you got transported from one dimension to another. That's very astute,
1: man. That's a great because I mean that mosh pit. I mean, you know, just to make a, a, a semi leap, and not really. You know, you look at your, who one of the sort of, you know, introduction to this stuff, you go back to, you know, uh, Alan Lomax, you know, working for like Smithsonian or whatever, the cantometric system, right? Going entire world survey, looking at different cultures, tribes, da-da-da, looking at all these different, very detailed analysis of, you know, so, you know everything you think about a society, you know, society, ma- marriage, children, war, violence, you know, mental health, all correlated with music, type of music this (laughs) thing agrarian primitive cannibal whatever you know what i mean seriously and it all and it's all coded and it's actually really an amazing brilliant system and it's one of those things that it kind of got quote unquote forgotten about but it, it was all it was all um i mean whatever you do with the data the data itself was all you know there's no it's not speculative data you know what i mean
0: right right, not right some
1: BS postmodern. you know it's like looking at you know this particular there's here's a tribe right that you know that, that does body piercing the, you know and this and, and they have this kind of a lifestyle this is their music what are the characteristics you know how many voices what are the rhythms what are the melodies like All, the detailed analysis not you know not superficial and, and you know, with obviously he didn't with a team, he's supervising, but all this stuff is encoded. You can put this into a computer system, you can develop and model that. Look oh. at so look at the, the tribal. I mean, so look at you know, the return to primitivism, like neo-primitivism, right? Um and of course, you know, we can go all the way back to John Jacques Rousseau, the noble savage, but you can go the romantic era a little bit you could see how the romantic era, romantic era poets, you know, like John Keats, you know, they had long hair, you know, you have, you know, Mary Shelley, you know, Wordsworth, you know, they were taking some drugs, you know, a little bit, it's like, you know, free love, but you know, this was like a tiny little group of elites, you know, they did have to be very good poets, right? You know, English aristocracy, basically. we You know what I mean? But they were, some of them had an amazing, immense talent, you know, John Keats, whatever, but the look, the feel the lifestyle was another one of the components used to model the ready-made hippie social movement. Interesting. You know, right. Interesting. Okay. But then you include also lifestyle, tribal type of lifestyle, right? Um what was that? I was just watching a clip from uh Timothy Leary today. Um, you know, Timothy Leary, um, he's on it looks like I, I, unfortunately I, I don't, it's on my other computer, but he was like, he it was almost like a fireside chat, like really nicely filmed. Almost like when they show the Hugh Hefner mansion, it's always like real, like soft light, you know? And so That's he's nice. hanging out, you know, with all these young people, looks like in a very nice estate. Right. And he's hanging out and he's talking about turning tune on top out. Don't go to college, take your shoes off, walk around in nature. Maybe th- this will, he's, he's like, he's basically on like a, Okay, we just we watch that.
0: Can we watch this?
1: Sure, sure. Let's see. what
2: happens. We tell young people today drop out of school. Okay. Schools, education today is the worst narcotic. Can you start vulnerable. it over. Don't
1: Yeah, this is right. Go ahead. This is
0: for you too, right? The sitar's playing.
1: Don't no man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we tell young people today drop out of school. Because schools, education today, is the worst narcotic drug of all. Don't politic. Don't vote. These are old men's games. Impotent and senile old men that want to put you onto their uh, old chess games of war and power. Drop out. Uh, Tune in with natural things. Take off your shoes. Uh, Get back in tune with God's harmony. Surround yourself with beauty and sacred objects. You can't get caught in the conforming, rote, Lockstep,
1: which we call American society. There it is. And he, right there, no question what he's saying. The school, okay. Now we look at mind programming, we look at the stuff is not Dewey education, right? Um, all the stuff, the education system, certainly there's, there's stuff there, right? You know, okay, you know, the education system has a certain degree. Of programming there, but yeah, now it's way worse than it was in the 1960s. You know, way worse, right? I mean, probably, you know, so. But he's saying not even. Well, you got a PhD, dude. You know, right? You know, you you had a career and you taught at Harvard. You're, you know, and you're saying don't go to just even look at the you know look at the uh, the way that's set up, right? They have the apples, right? The Garden of Eden, right?
0: Good point. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that
1: was the quote from um, which I, I, I there's some evidence that actually LSD was developed much earlier. Who's the guy that developed LSD again? supposedly Hoffman? Hoffman. 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 Yeah. But he said he said when I took it, it was like I got the apple of the garden of the tree of knowledge. Wow. He said I went back to the Garden of Eden. And that also what Aldous Huxley said. We want to go back to the Garden of Eden. You know, it's like the tree of knowledge. So those apples are there. Right. So Um, And, and again, you know, you mentioned that father figure, you have that role, you have a weakening of the church, right? Right? It's kind of like, um, uh, you know, well, it's not like anything. It's like that you have, you know, the Christian church being such an important bedrock of American culture that it's almost whether or not you believe it's still those, it's like those slots are still there. You know, I mean, those outlets are still there. You know, what I mean, you may be an atheist, but you know Charles Manson, Timothy Leary, Baba Yod, um, you know uh, Paul McCartney, John Lennon, you know, uh, you know Alice Cooper. Um, Goes on you know, and on. Whoever and away from
0: the church, right?
1: Yeah. They're going to come as the your Christ movement, movement too. Yeah, the yeah, Jerry, the, the father figures, you know, you, you so I was especially made a really important point about the absence, like the father. Then you have this, the the the, the, the war in the generations, right? You have the separation. You hate your parents, right? If you're over, I, I just thought about that today. I mean, that I remember when I don't know if you remember this. If you ever experienced it, like you thought maybe you're like 22, 23, some thirty. You think they're like ancient, you know. He's like thirty years old. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. It's a minute. It. A minute. You know what I'm saying. I just, I just, I just. I remember I was in Amsterdam or something. I met this guy who was like thirty. I was like, that guy's so old. But a big They're part crazy. of the movement, right? You have these older people who are allowed in as their gurus, right? You've got Timothy Leary. You've got Alan Ginsberg, right? You've got Baba Ramdas. You've got, you know, whatever the psychedelic leaders. But don't trust anyone over thirty, right? Kill the old my generation hope I die before I get old. Right. It I was understand. literally think about your mindset. You're that young, you know, you're taking LSD or whatever you, you feel like you're going to change the world. And maybe someone who's a little bit older would say, Hey dude, you may want to back off. You know, you're kind of, you, you know, you're, you're not going to, you know, you may be having fun now, 10 years from now, you're going to be homeless. If you don't figure out what you're doing with your life and, and stop taking acid and, you know, running around in, in barefoot in the park. You know, mm-hmm. seriously. and that's right. what that's what Tim Leary, who, you know, on a 2000 acre estate loaned to him by, you know, right. just, oh, uh, this counterculture, Andrew Mellon or whatever. Just go ahead and use my 2000 acre estate. You know, yeah. it's like right. that's a billionaire, you know, not average person gets an estate upstate New York, you know, not that far from New York City. Right. But, you know, this is our counterculture. What are you promoting? Education. The don't don't vote, don't be involved in politics. Don't politic. Completely remove yourself from it. Um, don't ed- education. Your education is taking your shoes off, walking around in nature, and listening to you know, that you got that that looks like some like zombie dude playing the tambora, you know, fake. He's like, then you got that girl, looks like she's about 14, looks like a junkie. Look you know, but it's like but it's like a fireside family
0: member. <laughs> but it's a fireside
1: chat. I think it's in Millbrook mansion wow
0: I mean it's really potent like what they were doing with this uh, not random like these were they were creating this kind of neo uh, not paganism it's just re- return to kind of you know I don't know like a natural state of man or whatever or something like the hippies really were right they were they were uh, anti-civilization.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was that. Um, I mean, my aunt, who's a wonderful, wonderful lady, um, but she well, nothing but. I mean, she lived it the life. You know, I mean, she from California. You know, I said grew up there, and then you know ended up, you know, in Tasmania. You know, lived on communes. You know, lay, you know, back to nature. You know, had a maple syrup farm, living in a teepee in Canada. I mean, you know, did really. You know, had a say, made a sailboat, went around the world. I mean, she did a lot of cool stuff, but she really lived that I believe, I mean, she's all. I I doubt she'll watch this, but I love her. She's great. But I mean, she, that was her life and she, you know, she did that, but it's, you know, there's, you know, there is, is there something to be said, you know, for like traditional off the grid lifestyle for sure. Right. But how many, I mean, you know, getting connected with nature, but that you can take, I can take my shoes off. I mean, maybe not now. It's like my, it's like 20 degrees below. I take my shoes off. I'll be regretting it. Right. But uh, you know, but you know, connecting with nature, there's nothing wrong. I mean, that's important, right? Going to a natural lifestyle, but the way it's done and is casting off society, right? So, and then there was all uh, and this whole you know, it, it's de technologing, right? De de technologizing. Yeah, this you know, you have like all this stuff, then you have the population bomb coming out, around the same thing, right? You have this food, you know. Food shortage, population bomb. You know, we're going to run out of food. And Then you have global cooling in the 70s, you know, 60s, right? You know, all this stuff, right? These are, these are end of the world type of things. We have to, you know what I mean? So you're pushing instead of improving the system of technology because the truth is that how many people are really going to run off the grid and not w- going to want to stay that way? Not too many. How many of those communes really lasted?
0: I don't think I'm not not all of them. Yeah, no, I mean, some. I,
1: maybe some, maybe. I, I, but what I'm saying, you know, what I mean, it because it was it was an. In, I'm saying even those maybe some things make sense, but you don't. I could still walk around in nature and have my job and still live in the modern world. You know, um, they're not right. necessarily counter juxtaposed. But then at that stage in your life, you know. Imagine how many people. What happened? You know how many people just never got back, especially you know you're right. all the time.
0: Yeah. A lot. Some of those people never made it back. They didn't bounce out of it. I think. I think some people were acid casualties or just never really could reorient themselves to the pre-sixties uh, world. You know,
1: people that just never. You, you know people that stole you know nothing wrong with that for sure but you know the nice people probably I, I mean very nice people i'm sure unless they come after me for saying this right <laughs> they're nice people but uh you know that, it's still what do you think is happening with policy in the government right now how this stuff is just going through this total derealization how is this even possible like you know i mean free all the criminals give you know free drugs to everybody look at san francisco man you, you know it's a disaster
0: it's a total disaster
1: <laughs> it's yeah. So um well, we can um I, well that's yeah. As somebody just, who
0: like grew I grew up partially in San Francisco in the eighties and the city isn't even the same. Like the, the kind of videos and stuff you see, it's just you know, escape from New York or Mad ah! or something like that. Yeah. It's, bad. Warriors, it's really bad warriors come out and play. You know that. Yeah, you gotta be really be careful people are stealing your luggage out of your car, they'll break your window for nothing. Total crime. People get shot. It's not good. Yeah. It's devolving. It's devolved, actually. It's just sad. Well, that's
1: Devo, right? You know, the group Devo. Is
0: you know that what out. that stands for? is Devolved?
1: Devolution. Devolution. evolution mm-hmm. right? I mean, oh. again, so we're actually not evolving. We're devolving. Devo. Um, but going back to that, so maybe we can play, um, uh, we'll play one of the dead, some of those dead clips here. Um, okay. So, but, uh, but it's a good time so one of the things though you're, you're talking about that um, Rage Against the Machine show and so there were you know like and mysteries I mean there are you know you have things like you know you have these berserker warrior frenzies you know you know and even sacrificial rituals to certain types of gods right where people would just almost beat themselves to death right the, you know what I mean these orgiastic frenzies Di- rites of Dionysus right you know, where they, mm-hmm. sometimes they like dismember people.
0: Right, and they're, they're playing like, tambourines and have music, so they're getting into a trance stage or something like that. Yeah, And even cool. some of these Muslims, like, when they go on jihad, they literally have jihadi music for the violence. Like, I don't know what the words are, but it's like there's definite music for the Holy War. You know? It's, and some of these guys, like the guy at Boston, he's involved in the Boston bombing, he was playing that type of music to get into that alternate state to go on a rampage into getting shot. Yeah. Lane, whatever his name. I mean, that's a whole other story about how his uh, intel connections and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, he had that. He was playing that music when he was driving around Boston. Wow.
1: <clears throat> that's weird. And that, well, yeah, that, 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 uh, what was that? Uh, that that uh, DC sniper, man, that's another, that's a weird case. It's another weird case. Absolutely. You know, and there's so many, you know, what you find just like We look at Manson's pro officer or whatever you call these things. These people just just get off. They just keep going until until the you know, like, for example, the um, the the D.C. Sniper until the what it was, the chief of police or whatever it was, you know, did the press conference with the M.K. Ultra Programming Line calling him back in the next day. They're found. Dude, these right. people, are like, they're just crashed out sleeping in a rest area.
0: Right, Dude. it's a duck in the noose, or she said some weird code word, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. You will yeah.
0: see this happen when the duck is in the noose, like what the hell are you talking about?
1: You know, yeah, yeah you know, exactly. You know, was like right. a weird,
0: like, there was a tarot card too, right? Didn't they show the tarot card? Yeah. Like something out of the uh, engineering candidate?
1: Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, um, but uh, so let's, uh, let's just check okay uh, well, I'm saying like, like slam dancing and stuff like that right you could you can trace some of that stuff cuz I used to, you know do punk shows you know what I mean and that that stuff could get it seemed kinda of fun but I mean you could root, you get freaking hurt doing that too not that I'm well, you know, I
0: was in that marsh pit and there's probably some kids alive today who uh whose parents survived because I pulled them up and shoved them over the the thing like there were people like they, I had been a lifeguard in college, so I knew the face of uh, somebody who's in trouble. It, they don't show panic; there, it's beyond panic. They have a helplessness look. That's when you know you have to pull them out of the water. They don't like go panic; they go like this. That's like the real fear. Really? Wow. Yeah. No, no. That's it's it's different. They they don't show. They're beyond like help something. They're beyond that. They go blank. Their face goes blank, and their eyes. They don't pop out of their head, but you can see their wide eyed look when they look at you. And that's it. It's just like you're out. You're done. So those people in that mosh pit had that. There was probably four or five guys I had to pick up. And like you're you're surf riding this or crowd surfing your way out of here because it was bad. Like there were people trying to get traction. So it was almost like a stampede. they were trying to get traction by shoving their feet into the ground, but they were on other people's feet. So then somebody else could not move. And so then it moved, you know, the, the crowd was swaying. It was really something else in a red light too. Like it was kind of like,
5: wow. Yeah. Red light, like the light. Yeah. The, when you, I, do I that.
0: wonder I wonder if that video is still around on online, like of the 1999 Oakland Coliseum. I'll see if I can find it. Well, there's also. stuff, you know, like, well, example, you know, we'll play a, a dead
1: one of interviews with these guys or you guys just talking here in a second, but, um, we start start with number 10. We're just kind of go from 10 down. Uh, but, um, if you find that video, bring it up too. But yeah. you know, we could li- listen to the music, you know, and see there could be stuff that's going on, right? To do that, right? So, um, you know, like I mentioned, bano, uh,
0: bom, bano, bom, bano. imagine that just that grind over and over again for t- three or four minutes, you know, very it's a trance state, right? And you yeah. get that's the entrainment, right? So, and then
1: this can also stimulate your nervous system. And then you go, I mean, of course, this idea of you know, music and trance, right? Going into a trance state, you know, it's been around for. You know, there's all different kinds of trances. I mean, um, you know, I, I my the book, I have a trance ritual rhythm, you know, I was in the Northwest Himalayas and they they would, you know, have these specific drum patterns, you know, that were like, super esoteric and used to invoke trance of specific deities and to prove you're in trance, like they had like molten metal. You have to put your head in this molten metal. If you're not really in trance, it's, you know, obviously you're not gonna, that's probably the last thing you're gonna be doing. Um, but, you know, it's, but this, so it's there. There's all different, you know, Santeria, you know, um, and that's where some of these rhythms come from. But
0: there's other. This. this is exactly what I was talking about. This is actually online. I actually okay. found the actual concert I was in. You want to just play, show that real quick before I play yeah, it? Dead. It's, it's, well, I'll, I'll pull this back. Well, I, like I said, where the lights are on and then it turns off, listen to this. <laughs> You can see the mosh pit in the front. It's like all messed up. Wow. That's insane. That's the way it ended, man. The lights came on. Music went off. I'm like somewhere like 4 4 people from the very front
1: I mean you know it's like there's things that are fun right maybe like how about we have like some of the biggest roller coasters right here in ohio is that really good for you you know what i mean like you're going you, some of those roller coasters like the intense roller coasters those are like jarring up your spine you know your back you know they're not really you may get a rush or a thrill right you know but you know what i mean does that seem like a hell well anyways i sound like some
0: It just became, you know, uh, most of those people were kids. They were teens or early 20s. So for them, that wasn't, uh, it might not have been as, uh, you know, intense as somebody like my age. I would not want to even be close to that. I wouldn't even go to that concert. But uh, at that age, maybe that's more fun. But do you see that mosh pit? It was the whole freaking, it's the whole, like, entire bottom of the Oakland Coliseum. Yeah, it was really simple. So
1: awesome. Well, that's that's See, there's the, you you lose. I mean, the, a crowd becomes an organism. You know what I mean? Right. And that's one part of I mentioned is this, you know, the distinction, right? You know, the, the individual programming and then mass, mass programming, you know, dealing with the complex aggregates, right? Of many different individuals, but then creating these systems, right? So, oh, yeah, if you could play like clip 10 um, of that. Let's do it. All right.
2: Well, a lot of a lot of the people who show up who are increasingly
5: part of a problem. I mean, the problem is that um, communities
2: in a lot of America, as you know, are pretty nailed down tight. Yeah. and when you come to town, it represents you know all those weird kids who want to want to get into chaos. Yeah. Crack that stuff up, and they're normally controlled. Here's a context where they can get together, and they're sick of their old family. Right. They've got this real hunger for. Okay, I don't have a ticket to the show, but I can go hang out. Right. And then there are the people for whom that represents a big threat. That's true. Well, that, yeah. and they come into conflict. But at the center of it, don't you think there's a real desire for?
3: Something that's hard to find. Well,
1: very looking kind for of stuff that speaks to uh, to um, the
2: whole person. I mean, people... okay, so, right?
0: that works. So, so then it works. It goes, yeah.
1: so that's Jerry. So notice just just to break this down, right? You know, because it sounds like he's stoned, but he he's very intelligent, articulate. He said, "We come, you know, he's they're threatening. I have a whole bunch of other stuff, but they say you know, they're almost." They're they're destabilizing the fabric, especially these small towns, right? Is that people that they they want a new family? They want a new family. They have a desire for a new family. And they want to invoke chaos to crack open chaos. Specifically using the word chaos twice. So it's chaos. It's not probably with a K or whatever, but chaos, a very specific. Thing he's talking about, invoking the um, crack open the chaos, um, and you know so it is. It's a but you're leaving your family, right? It's the the misfits, the odd people, and you're going into this, and you don't even have to go to the show. You hang out av- afterwards. You hang out with the people, but you know you're saying very clearly, we're invoking. It's like they're cracking open a doorway. Right. It's, it's a reality doorway. It's you know what I mean. It's like uh, like Lord of the Rings or one of those movies, you know, where they hit the stone and, the, you know, the molten I am Sauron, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, but they're, you know, you're saying it right there, right? Okay, keep going. Uh, just Next clip.
0: No, but it is interesting. I mean, it, they are deliberate in their cult, the culture they're bringing. It's not accidental. They've thought about it.
1: And, and they're using specific words. They're not saying just having, you know, rocking out, having fun. Invoking chaos. Right. Invocation. Right.
0: chaos. chaos. Yeah. Very
1: specifically.
0: It's very remarkable. specifically it really is remarkable and invoking yes. is like a magical term like we're going to invoke or evoke like there's an invocational magic and evocational magic so that duality is there but the invoke is to bring from the outside right evoke comes from the inside out yeah because
2: there are all kinds of craziness that we've all seen which has destructive.
3: Yeah, and falling apart along the way. Well, we're hoping that it works. I mean, we're, we're, we're involved in a society which is undergone some really weird changes now. Right now, America is, is under the gun. It's 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 being tested, you know, I think, and, and, and uh, the, the Constitution is being co-opted in a big way. And this whole thing of uh, the war and all this stuff uh, is just... I, I think that America is in danger of losing its adventurous spirit uh, in the cause of some kind of illusion of
5: safety, or uh, you know. And I'd like to point out. a good law and
2: order there. Already. Right. I'd like to point out that uh, over the years we've lost a few, but our uh, <clears throat> if you look at uh, if you look at our you know our stats, we haven't lost any more than, uh, than any other. Large group. Oh yeah. And uh, and by and large, are the people in our in our in our group in our family are enjoying life a fair bit more than uh, than uh, most other most other people.
3: Yeah, that's right.
2: And and we have uh, we have you know we have cultural depth. We can we can you know we get we get all kinds of stuff to chew on to to live on.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, well
2: that's, our lives are interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot there to enlarge you. Yeah. Okay, so it maybe wasn't as you pause there, uh maybe not as interesting, but, but there you're talking about, this is very subtle a little bit, right? Talking about, so this is during the war, uh, Iraq war, right? First Iraq war. We have war, but we're losing our adventurous spirit, you know. Um, and then, this one maybe is not as interesting, but he says that also, we have these Let's substitute law and order. He wants. He's calling for the removal of law and order, right? Well, right. Totally removal of law and order, um, and then, but he's talking about war. And it says in our, we haven't had that many more casualties in any large organization. Casualties in our, what the whole dead family he's talking about, right? But the whole movement, the casualties, you know, almost like it's a war, um, whatever. Uh, like, you know, like a conflict or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, you can you play the next one. Um, wasn't as, as
0: good, but. It's interesting. It just reminds me like when I was like at the hotel working with these guys. They spent a lot of time like doing drugs but th- thinking and discussing. Because I remember I used to get the room service. You know, I'd bring it up there. And Mickey Hart would be on a couch and it would smell like weed. But they had intelligent conversations like this. So it kind of reminds me. like I would just see them briefly drop off food but when I was in my teens. But it was – they weren't like, uh, you know, some other band maybe that had like Jack Daniels and were doing a bunch of shots and acting totally debaucherous. They thought, they were thinkers, probably still are, right? Absolutely, cool. yeah, go ahead.
3: They need something to celebrate. They need a context in which to celebrate things. They need something that would that fills the void that's left by the bankruptcy of religion and so forth. They need real uh Joe Campbell used to talk about this stuff and uh, the, the, there's a need for a ritual and for, you know, for uh, real joy and real right. bliss,
2: real fun. You know? and there, there always have been small road shows yeah. that provide that and they're always regarded by the local authorities. As, with some suspicion. With a lot of suspicion, right?
0: Wow, that's interesting. Who was the guy who made that? I don't know the voice. I can't Oh,
1: I that's uh, I believe it's a it's it's Jerry and um it's it's, it's two of the guys. I uh, think uh, it's it's definitely Jerry and uh is it uh, Mickey Hart or Bob Weir, one of the, you know, or you know, not full though, but yeah, one of those guys. So but they're saying, I mean, just right there, it's a quick thing, but ritual, so the space, what I said, the space filled by the absence of religion, we're there to fill that space. We're using ritual process. And they get more into detail, Elysian mystery rites. They talk about using actual ancient mystery rites in their wow. shows and in the music. So, But they're saying, point blank, we're using ritual. We're, using, we're creating rituals to fill the space left by the void of religion. Wow. We, are, uh, we are, and what I'm saying, they're not, they know, and they know fully, you know, when I talk about the ritual process, separation, initiation, and return right? The actual process of transformation of ritual. They're aware of this, right? They, they, they're fully aware of it. I mean, they're not, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not if like, you know, Beyonce is like, we're not playing. It's like a ritual for my soul. You know, I mean, I, I don't, sorry, Beyonce.
0: Just the fact that they would referenced the Eleusinian mysteries is very telling. Like they yep. are seeing themselves within that current. That... It,
1: and they're utilizing it and they say, you know, fill the void by the bankruptcy of religion. We are, they are the new religion. Right, we are the family. This is your family, you know. Just like when you, the Brave New World, right? When you leave your parents, when you're, you're you're just raised by the state, right? They're like a a surrogate state nanny almost, even though they're cloaked in counterculture and always talking about the the people against. Notice they're always constantly reference those against us, law enforcement authorities, those against us, ah, the open, mainstream society, law and order. This is bad. We are good, right? There, all...
0: on our side, right, interesting.
1: Yeah, okay, go ahead play the next one. Cool. It's interesting, wow.
0: Did you know Crowley tried to conduct the Eleusinian Mysteries in London? Did you ever see those pictures of him?
1: Um, uh, I, I, I did, well, but right. to to, I, more...
0: Oh, you know, play... I I'll, I'll play this and see if I can find it. Yeah.
1: It's kind of a, it's a shared... Well, it's the
2: Joseph Campbell. It's okay. your little
0: tiny hero's journey. That's
3: every right. Every day right. Right passage. And, and sorry is the, the war stories metaphor you know, which is, right. You know, it's, right it's 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 part of the adventures that shape our
2: character and give us stuff to talk about and where do you get adventures anymore oh, in there's still, there's still place. I mean yeah. we have a society that, uh, that's trying to make sure that nobody gets any adventures because adventures are dangerous yeah and uh, and danger is bad yeah and um, and I mean that's nobody's ever, ever the rule is not written anywhere, it's not etched in any uh, but I mean, that's the prevailing attitude of uh, of this entire society dangerous, bad. Uh, oh, no, don't do that, don't have an adventure. That's dangerous, right? And uh, and I mean, your, your parents were always trying to get you to uh, be careful when you were a kid, and
5: you know, that's just it's pervasive, all pervasive in, in this society, and uh, there are certain there's a certain of, a
2: certain kind of person who just, you know, can't live life like that.
3: No. Everybody needs adventure. And everybody needs something. Maybe not. I, I don't but know. I I, do. Do. I think an awful lot of people
2: do. I think a lot of people do. Maybe, maybe not everybody Well, people. Really some know. people think that that's what's attractive to yeah. men about warfare, is where else do you find people where you absolutely know? You can trust them, yeah, because you have. We have to, and all those feathers is removed. You get on the. You, you're actually doing something
1: dangerous when you get in the car. Got it. So, so just to, you know, again, th- this is not just superficial conversation, right? There's a ton in just in that you're not. You know, even I jotted things down just to catch, but so, so there, you know very much, you're talking about rites of passage, right? So this is taking that anthropological theory, right? Margaret Mead, right? Margaret Mead, they're looking at this type of trance cult stuff in Bali, right? Margaret Mead, part of the Macy major person in Macy conferences. Gregory Bateson, schismogenesis, working with Margaret Mead, looking at these primitive cultures, right? Invocating rites of passage, rituals ritual process right under connecting cybernetics directly ties in with the grateful dead the whole earth catalog cybernetic system theory we go further they talk about virtual reality and transhumanism saying how great it is how great it is to live completely in this virtual world this is a new lsd is virtual reality and this is in the early '90s. They're talking about this, which God wow. knows. There's a hilarious video of, uh, you know, that the big charlatan fraud, Timothy Leary. But he, you know, I think it's in the '90s where he puts on these, these reality virtual reality glasses, and he's like, he just has like this ecstasy orgasm. And you know, I, I, they're not even they, back then. They they saw. This, you know,
0: they're, like, they're, they're amazing now. Oh they yeah, off the yeah. charts.
1: Yeah. But the way he's freaking out and he's just like, oh, so I mean, you know what I mean? But anyways, I don't know if you want to chime in on that, but that was just one thing. Write of passage. War. War stories. Being in an army. This is like why men are drawn to war. Do you see that that military metaphor coming up multiple times? Did you catch that or?
0: I was kind of distracted trying to find the curly stuff. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm not surprised. And the other thing is like they are literate. They're referencing uh, Joseph Campbell's "The Hero with a Thousand Faces," all well, that stuff, right? So, well, well, war, rites of passage, and adventures, and
1: adventures are dangerous. Like, right? danger, everyone's afraid of danger. This is a danger. This is a real adventure, right? So, da- everyone says dangers are bad. Adventure is like warfare. They say, during, you know, the where right, major you stop? Adventure is like warfare. Like men go to war for the right. danger and the adventure. So they're citing ritual passage hero's journey though is more you know more than just a ritual passage it's a transformation but that that's also a consciousness transformation a quote-unquote hero right now i, I don't want to put I, they're not saying this but if you look at the stuff i have like with pig pen and and ken kesey I have recordings of them talking about developing a mass hive mind among the merry pranksters and working on the hive mind and creating this mind organism and how they're developing it and how they're conditioning this group mind that they built in all their hapless, you know, you know, partisans. You know what I mean? They're talking about it. So that to me, that kind of adventure and danger doesn't, you know what I mean? There's a juxtaposition there that this is like, you know what I mean? Your true duty, you know, and that's my, my brother, my wonder, my younger brother, who's no more. He died, right? He had that mentality. The more, the harder I live, the more hard drugs I take, the more danger I live, the more man I am, you know, and that was the mentality, you know, for a long time. The more drugs you are, the more man
0: you are, you know, you know what I mean? Like this, you know, yeah. you know like the, the more gr- danger you're confronting, right? Yeah. It's the well, hero's like, journey, but it's kind of a perverse hero's journey, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, oh, like
1: Heck, the great country singer, right? But, okay, he was an alcoholic, right? He was a great singer. Now, he died, right, because he finally he had gotten off drinking and someone gave him a couple drinks in a bar and he ended up dying of alcohol poisoning. Same day, right? Is that is that something you want to emulate? Does that make him a hero? Yeah. No. I mean, he just no. pissed away his talent. He, was, right. he had God-given talent. There's no denying that. I mean, maybe occasionally a couple drinks maybe would help him, but... When you're consumed by the bottle like that, there's nothing heroic about that.
0: No, I don't think so. Or any drug, really. Consumed by
1: any drug. Any drug, LSD, you know, or whatever it may be. But this is more, what I'm trying to specify is the drug is one thing, but they've created a family. They're pooling people. They're harvesting them from
0: the small communities, extracting them like the Pied Parker. So true. And isn't that kind of some of their imagery? Don't they have that kind of like, Skeleton with the uh, flute, like kind of like a Pied Piper, right? Isn't that Absolutely. in their imagery? Yeah, so there it is. Yeah. The the the, um, the, the wrote, rose, wrote, yeah.
1: all the Rosicrucian, and you know the the alchemical symbolism, you know, with with the the, the roses and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, um, so you so,
0: will finish this this clip. Yeah, it just becomes like you're just totally opening my understanding up of the dead which I didn't really know that much
1: but you have to you you have to listen i mean you can even rewind it a bit and you have to listen very carefully to what they're saying you know what i mean because every word when they say ritual process rite of initiation it's yeah. it's you know you have to you know just hearing that without another no, knowledge base to plug those terms into you're not going to get the full meeting. so in a certain way the average dead lister is not going to have the background to put all this stuff into context. So it's almost like in speak. It's you know among the initiates. You know, go you, know, okay, you, you, you want to play it again? Yeah. You're getting on the
2: airplane. Oh, sex. All of life. everything is dangerous, dangerous. But we pretend that it's not. That's right. Yeah, that's true. That's right. True. But to act to willingly participate in an adventure which has danger, that has to do with getting together with your fellows to celebrate, right. has a certain fraternity to it, which I think irradiates in all directions. The international brotherhood of crazies, because yes. the pervasive attitude is that uh, it's, it's crazy to, uh, to invite more danger into your life. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and we don't look like at it like that. We're just inviting adventure into our life, and adventure carries a little baggage. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, but, uh, but most most people, from what I can see, uh, make the logical uh, make the logical step that uh, well, you're advent- you're, you're, in, you're inviting adventure, you're inviting danger, and inviting danger is crazy, and so. Uh,
1: you have uh, what we have is this uh, international brotherhood of crazies. That's- okay, pause it. So, but so in the context, though, um, you go back. Um, you know, you know, he's talking a lot about warfare, going to war. But think of okay, rite of passage, hero's journey. Well, why should I invite danger in my life going to hear a rock band? You know what I mean? Like
0: a good question. I don't know why.
1: You know, but then he says, oh, you know, then he, they have this little sort of uh, whatever, you know, g- generic sort of, you know, tr- homily like, oh, getting in a car is dangerous, flying in sex is dangerous. Flying- okay. But w- what international brotherhood of crazies, okay, inviting more danger in your life. But why should, unless you're opening up, you're cracking a porthole to invoke chaos, the invocation, the ritual aspect. What is the actual rituals that are being unfolded? We, they're very aware of virtuals right there's all kind you know um and um so we could um i don't know if, we're gonna, if we want to i have enough of uh, jerry's philosophizing philosophizing
0: you ready uh, for more audio or do you want to just um
1: let's see uh okay well we can just play one um play okay. one more
0: do you want to go to a different number than this
1: i uh, just That's... just keep playing 28. I play one more just play um Inventing new about Very symbols and same stuff. Well, Symbolics, he uses symbolism. Well, I
3: think the real problem is going to be the thing. Of, right. uh, I Making it look like too much fun. I mean, it's, there's already some crackling around the edges. I've heard of, uh, of people who are afraid that it's going to be that the whole notion is going to be treated kind of like a drug. Yeah, you know, there will be certain limitations, possibly or possibly registration or something. That's the whole thing. So this is where this gets really interesting, I think. Yeah. The whole idea, the virtual reality idea, if you, if you progress it far enough, it's like, uh, starts to transcend things like language. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's going to take experience beyond uh, intellect and in some levels. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, the thing of being able to share somebody's reality... Which has so far been a matter of what communication is about, you
5: know. Cybernetics—a
3: whole new leg. It's kind of the thing of being able to actually step in somebody's reality and walk through it like they do, experience it the way they do specifically. Um, the implications to me are immense. I mean, uh, how far can how far can it go? You know, I mean, if you um, if you go into a complete like a cyberspace model of some kind in which. You know, the discussion about the, the mind and the, the the interaction between the mind and the universe is a holographic phenomenon. Yes. That sort of, uh, Marilyn, what's her name? Uh, you know, Ferguson. Marilyn Ferguson's. has uh, been sort of monitoring that discussion of the brain news and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I remember one where the headlight was a primary reality, a numerical realm or something like that. Yeah. And the idea that, I mean, for example, some some hypothetical, I mean, the, the, the technology is getting smaller like this. Eventually, there would be a thing that you put on you know, that you would wear that would translate all of the material out here into some other kind of language, possibly, other visual language, so that things would look the way you look.
0: Wow.
1: So, keep going. So, I mean... The, you know, right there, you know, so he even brings up communication, type of communication, you know, using it in the terms of the cybernetic system theory. He says, cyber, step into a st- cyberspace module. This is in 1991 or something. Wow. Yeah, Long boy. time ago. If, okay. And, and, you know, it, it, the beginning is another clip. They're saying, oh, they're going to try to make it illegal. They're going to try to ban virtual reality. They're going to say it like LSD. The man is going to stop us from having fun. They literally said that, right? The man will stop us and try to ban it. But they're saying, you know, um, so a cyberspace module, primary reality, secondary reality, okay, you step into someone else's world, you know, go beyond language, meta language, you know, they start going into, but then he said one thing really interesting, he said, uh, which this is something most people wouldn't catch. So, you know, Marion Williams, right? Marion Williams is a, was a, or is, um, you know, pushing the course in miracles, right? of right, right. course, the miracles, which was a part of the MK Ultra sub project, really, yes, absolutely, man. <laughs> oh, I had no idea, wow. yep, 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 totally.
0: part oh, of how, how do you it's know cool. that? How, uh, it's all there, it's all, it's you know, you
1: can read the actual documents. Yeah, wow. to, I,
0: I had also heard that it was supposedly channeled too, right? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, well, yeah we know it was channeled, it was channeled. Well, the book, like, so
1: I, I had, I read, I re- did the whole thing, I read the whole book, you know, years ago.
0: Right. I had a friend who was like totally a course of miracles. Like it's a nice yeah. formal book. It looks like, like well bound and everything, right? Well, no, it literally it was said it was channeled, right? So the thing is,
1: it was done. We we, we may go to this like a, that's a whole other side topic, right? To right. go into this, uh, well, we talked well, about done, the fifth, right, so. MK Ultra Center, channeled by this lady who was supposedly a total atheist and wrote it out. It has completely derealization module. First lesson of course in a miracle. Nothing th- I see means anything. There is no reality around me. Everything has only the meaning I think. Only my bad thoughts make bad reality around me. Everything is an illusion. I mean it's it's a total deprogramming. It's wow. a total derealization state based with a bit of Christianity. It's a very fully worked through text. It's not, I would, I would even though it's claimed to be channeled, I would highly doubt that but anyways uh, so one thing is you very interesting he talks about Mary. so Marion Williams is someone I don't wanna, I've heard she's not a okay people that know her personally I don't get to it I mean say she's not quite exactly the peace and love person she presents herself to presents her to the public right to so. the public she's not gonna offer or whatever but what he said is she is mediating the module currently for about this primary primary reality information topic so that's like a that's like a term high level this is someone you'd say Marion williams is out there selling her books or sharing god's love you wouldn't say she's mediating a particular module based on these different reality modules primary reality one being totally numer- numeric numerological just numbers cyber wow Prime so that's,
0: that's why she runs for president and does everything she just wants to be in the public right but, but he's but Jerry's talking about her as in a different role right okay. when he
1: says it's like that's her role behind the scenes she's doing this primary reality one which is only numbers what is what which is the cyber control grid which is a transhuman control grid that's being descended upon all of humanity okay I mean it may sound like I'm making leaps here but I'm not it's just you have to listen very closely. Um we the way he uses communication he's using it in the terms of cybernetics system theory not as normally we'd use communication he's using it I, I just that just caught me I didn't hear that before but saying primary primary reality one full it's numeric basically system code um and Marion Williams is currently pushing this mediating this module or something oh. which sounds like you know what I mean so you this is almost the way the handlers are gonna talk about what they're d- deploying on the masses, right? You would right. normally say that about okay. Sorry, I don't hope I didn't uh freak out too much. No, oh,
0: I'm just like blown away that I didn't know that this is part of MK Ultra that it, it was because I I just know people who've really like Course in Miracles is the most amazing thing I've ever seen, you know. And it... Well,
1: I'll tell you the truth, like I, I got into that you know, I was in
0: college, right? My, my, someone, family
1: member gave it to me and I went through that whole thing. There was points where I think it was really good, but it, it mess, it, it, it definitely, because it's like a module, right? You're supposed to go through every day. You have a different lesson. You read the lesson and you apply it all the time. You do this self-corrective. Nothing, this doesn't mean anything. This chair means nothing. This chair, there's no meaning except only meaning I've given. There, this, this pen doesn't mean anything. This human being is not a human being. It's just something I'm imagining. You you're supposed to do that throughout the whole day. You be it's like a self programming module. It's and and, it's, and I feel really bad for people that get caught up in it, Correct. you know. And then when you look at William H- Helen, Jim, and all that direct connect, I mean, where no, it is. It's not like I'm. It it seems like an MK Ultra program. It, it, it is, you know. For it sure. is.
0: It is. It was done right, right at the time of the MK Ultra. Things I'm reading this right here. It was 1965 to 1972. It's when it was written, so right around the time of all this stuff.
1: Yeah, and they did, well, they were working Um, and I, and I had um, and we're kind of uh, we're hitting sort of the, the t- time here, so maybe I'll, you want to say a few more things and I'll do like my, my big like fireworks finale. If I could yeah, break. I mean, do you want to
0: try to get done with this audio? It's about four more minutes and then you can just wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. We can do a part four. Yeah, okay but we'll just play it's, it's worth hearing so let's
1: play
3: material out here into some other kind of language possibly other visual language so that things would look the way you wanted them to yeah. reality would behave the way you wanted it to whether it did or whether it really did or not so the question of what's real and what is it starts to get real mushy right there if everybody's experiencing completely subjective Realities based on their own temperament or whatever they want, you know, yeah.
1: including however far you wanted to take it. Now, this could this as far as I well, I so, so this one, this clip is really, really important, right? So just to follow this, so this is coming, you know, uh, uh, off of okay, they're in, they're invoking rituals in small towns, so, gotcha, uh, invoking chaos. Now we're going into virtual reality. Fun is dangerous, right? Fun is dangerous. The man doesn't want you to have fun. Virtual reality. Oh, it's going to be like LSD. It's the new ultimate thing. Then there's then they're talking about you know fully um, cyber, completely constructed cyber realm. This is exactly what they're talking about. The new you know everything is the Internet of Things, the Internet of Beings. This is I O B. Now we've gone from that to saying we will develop going beyond any language, which means that okay this is very important to parse this out. Right. Um, that's, you know, like I said, this guy, this guy's a smart son of a guy. He's not, he's highly intellectual, you know, yes. it's like yeah. a but so when we look at going beyond language, right. So there is, you know, there are, there's experience, right. Of course, you know, we have to take, first of all, is danger bad? Is adventure bad? No. So we, we have to sort of pull apart some of these little traps. Well, which are basically, you know, it's sort of the belief but It's a trap. If you don't understand where they're coming from, you won't be able to unravel it. Right. They think this is great. They don't think this is bad. They think this is wonderful. But um, so going beyond language. What they're talking about going beyond language is not really going beyond language to the experience. It's going, it's dev- almost devolving to where you are completely language is no longer shared between individuals and society. It's no longer a bridge. It's just, you're just in your own head. You're in your own complete subjective world. And this being the full world that will be imposed upon the whole planet of this total subjective space. Okay. Play, play from on, but keep, that's what they're talking about. So listen
0: to this. You can start this over again. Not not us writing in the comments. He says, absolutely nailing it. This is a great interview. Thanks for bringing it. I can't wait to go back and watch the first two parts. So thanks, Noah. Nice comment. Uh, let me play. Away from
3: something or getting towards something. Like getting away from something if you're a ghetto person. Yeah. You know, a nice soft experience like heroin, you know. Right. Um, the objection there seems to be the idea of getting away, you know what I mean? Right. Um, like, what? what is it all about? That, 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 so, I see basic objection about going on with this virtual reality if you take it for i mean it, the whole i the whole thing is that it, it, it eliminates a lot of the need for hey, all of the other things that we put so much energy into all this time
1: communication on every other level Don't to- on this i mean i'm a musician
0: yeah. right they're they're smart
1: well, well no it's but it's he, it's he, it's you're talking about movement so i, I think i did a something with uh, Sean the other day, but I was talking about this conditioning. We go back to the basic conditioning, right? Excitatory, inhibitory uh, 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 nervous system, right? Pleasure and pain, away or towards, right? So we're talking about basic, he's talking about mental conditioning, Pavlovian conditioning, stimulus, operant response conditioning, when he says that very clearly, because he says someone in the ghetto wants to go away from their world and they get a very soft experience like heroin and people say it's bad to move away he said that right he said right, right, right. go ahead and take heroin and the man thinks it's bad because you but talking about moving away dissociating from reality you dissociating and oh everyone says it's bad right um and so we don't. We need to go beyond communication. It's, he said many things we have before won't be necessary. You don't even need to be able to talk to people anymore. You'll be fine just floating in your own subjective soup, floating in your own you know, you know, a, 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 a hallucinogenic, holographic virtual reality world, just like, you know, like that with no more. You don't even need to talk to people anymore. He's saying these things we put so much, we don't need them anymore. We can just be in our, we'll keep laying it. We'll be in our tubes. We'll be happy in our little vats. Yo, it's you, make, can, it, baby. you live in the smart city, right? What's that different if you're in the smart city? You can't, you have to eat your friggin' bugs. You know, you get to watch Klaus Schwab on your, on your view screen every day. Good morning. Enjoy your bugs you 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 have you know you have 20 social credit points today you know you you can you can go you can, you know you can you know you can go like you, you 10 can, miles you get
0: tiles of driving today
1: you could have, have, have one go. hug and then you know and then oh no right. you you had negative thoughts so you're not allowed to leave but then you can go and go you're in this you know bitterly cold apartment there's no electricity for it's eco-friendly you're eating bugs it's you know you you don't own anything some your neighbor can just come and take your bicycle if they want you know seriously that's what they say is you own nothing right but right. you but you can put on your you can just go into your little neural link just like the right. guy which jerry says is a good thing like the guy in the ghetto shooting up heroin People say it's bad, but this is also a way or towards, right? So you have a negative response. This is also where, you well, know, basic thing, this is basic psychological conditioning, pleasure or pain, right? So, you know, you, you press the button, the red button, you get a, 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 a treat, you press the green button, you get electric shock, right? But of course, if you're just, this is your animalistic, this is animalistic, this is almost, you know, this is like, you know, bioorganism level. You know what I mean? Just pleasure or pain, you know, it's just a way or towards it's like an electrical response. This is not developed. Yeah. We all, we all have this. We, this is a basis, but we're also, we go beyond that. Right. If you, if you don't, if it's only pleasure and you just sit there and just drink all day, every day, that's that's okay. It may feel good until you die of cirrhosis of the liver or until you get a DUI, you know, you shoot up heroin. Oh, it feels good until you have an overdose until your whole life is collapsed because you're trying to escape from it into this fantasy world or this drug induced state that, that, you know, and then you take, you amp that up a thousand times because even the junkie is still in the physical world, still has to go score or the junkie, the the whore has to sell her body. But in this, you can be in your little apartment. You don't even, you're completely disconnected from all human life. You're just in this, virtual reality, and you even lose the ability for language, which is the basis of what oh, makes us human. Right,
3: right. Okay,
1: and he's saying this is good. Go ahead. Quite crazy
3: I recognize that as a musician there's, certain, there's a certain chauvinism attached to it, which is the thing of, well, I spent my time learning how to play. You, know? you didn't spend time learning how to play, therefore you're not a musician. It'll be the free channel, the consensus yeah. channel, on sort mm-hmm. uh, of v- video, you exactly. know, or your cable TV or whatever. So that may
2: be where we find out what humans
3: are for. It may take that to do it. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, uh, yeah, I can I can visualize something like that, where it's the input channel as well as the output channel, where you take from it, you give to it, and take from it at the same time. Yeah, In like a free two way kind of deal,
1: and everybody would be, and it would be constantly making decisions. Uh, Microsecond to
0: microsecond.
1: Pause, pause. Wow. He's he's literally talking about an externally programmed consensus reality that you are also an input into. And you're also an output. You're
0: being controlled. That would be changing the microsecond, right? So not only that, you would never be able to get out of it. It's like the for a Christian, this is like the beast system.
1: But this They literally say new Consensus, it externally Programmed consensus reality It's a channel, talks about putting it on a channel Programming of the channel And he's talking about the system processing Required Which is what? Which is what we're living Through right now in our modern Era, right? Is this not what is happening? Is this not what is being what, What is 5G, dude? 6G, I mean 6G is you are You are a cell you are literally, it feeds off your biological energy, right? It 6G, I mean, I saw some on 6G in 2020, then I saw, though, they did some study about human batteries powering the internet.
5: Right.
1: But yeah. the earlier stuff on 6G was talking about literally feeding off of your emotions, especially negative emotions. So it's wow. like feeding off and generating power to create. It's not only an internet, it's going to be an internet that's implanted in your brain and shared it's just like the hive mind experiments that they were conducting, you know, with wow. all the merry prankster youth who, with you know, Ken Gizzi and Neil Gassetty were, you know, and and other some of the other leaders, Owsley were dosing all these, you know boys and girls from good suburban families. I'm sure there were some homeless or, you know, street children, but they were, a lot of them were just kids from good families. They're supposed to probably, you know, sophomore year of college or whatever, right? And they're yeah. hanging out on this bus, getting dosed. Now Jerry's talking about a master control computer that's going to upload all of reality. Right. It's- that you're going to be a
0: part of that. Your information is going to go into and it'll change on a dime, right? Would you, would
3: doing stuff of its own so you, you'd enter uh, yet another random element in there and then see what comes through the spaces and you know i i my feeling is that you get you, there is a corner is there but it's it's not recognizable in through normal frameworks you need a hyper normal framework yes. you know so that is you, have, you need to jump to a hyper-normalcy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. there are always a few people who are hyper-normal. Absolutely. Please. That's exactly right. I think everybody experiences them here and there. You know? yeah. That's all. It's just we don't have good language for speaking about them, really. And and it's that's right. Clear, well, you know. but that's what a lot of the semiotic
1: soup that the deadhead culture has. There's a lot of... Semiotics. Okay, I mean, so literally, okay, we just, I do not rose out of time, we just leave it there. That's no, all right,
0: we can go over. but
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, we'll just, um, I get, I'm getting the, uh, the, the,
0: let's get, let's get through this audio. I mean, there's a lot here. Like they, they're like scholars, they're like intellectual he, scholars. He just
1: mentioned semiotic language system theory, theory of sign and meaning. So this is, this is psycholinguistic talk, semiotic system theory in the deadhead semiotic system. Incredible. System of meaning, this is is psycholinguistics, this is military memetics. Also, you just talked about military memetics. Some, I mean, how many people know semiotic system theory,
0: right? Uh, one in a 10,000, maybe I don't know. Okay, good, go ahead. I I won't interrupt. How many people know semiotic, just the word semiotic, right? And beings anatomically for
5: several hundred thousand years wandering around
2: hunting and gathering, yeah, and then suddenly. At the same time, they started painting in caves. They right. started multiplying. So right. What this paleontologist that I quoted has the theory that the first art in caves were really um, psychedelic experiences. Yeah. And the reason that they were is so that, because the tribal encyclopedia, the amount of information that people
3: needed to know in order to move to a new way of life, right, suddenly increased. That's right. Yeah, that's so a, you that's a good notion. Yeah, either, yeah, the point is there's more information now then you can pass along comfortably in an oral tradition, right. say a strictly speaking culture.
2: That's a problem.
3: Nobody's delineating. Nobody's, uh, nobody's Right. There's a lot of extraneous stuff, like, for instance, the satellites that measure the atmosphere. Yeah. There's billions and billions and billions of, of bytes of data, only maybe 2% of which are
1: actually useful. They don't know what the rest are for. They don't know what good they yes, are. The people people are the right. yeah. That's People want to play through that. That's Al's and, and anyway, who keep going, Say.
0: Awesome. We got 36 minutes left.
2: Sure. Seconds how left. How complex or how, how uncomplex the ancient people's
3: lives were. They may have been in many ways as absolutely full and complicated as anything. I don't think there's any reason to assume they weren't. I mean, if you look at some of these cultures now, and there's still a few of them. No, that, that's true. But that's what I mean about the singularity yeah.
2: aspect. Singularity. The entire human race. Face the singularity when one small group discovered, ooh, technology. Right, we can
1: live a different way. Right, eventually. All
0: right, that's it. That's all okay. we wanted to.
1: I've got. I've got other more. So some of that's um, the 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 real the real heavy touchdown of that. So they're what they're basically talking about. Okay, semiotics. Um, talking about uh, you know human beings have been anatomically and anatomically the same for 100,000 years right you are talking about the singularity right so so in a sense they're using the psychedelic LSD it was almost like a model for the virtual reality but what's missing the next the next thing he goes into is saying that now we have to evolve and become cybernetic beings and it's a atomic singularity so they're saying which is, unfortunately yeah the next clip I didn't have that there but basically um I'm sure, you know, I'll, I'll play that next time, but I'm sure you can believe me they're in, you can see that. I mean, they're, they're talking in detail about and justifying. And so they're talking about tribal, right? Tribal consciousness. So it's a new tribal consciousness. We're going, there's many people have said, right? The internet age, we're almost going back to an oral culture. People don't read anymore. People can't intake information through words. I mean, through the printed page. Um, And there's been many studies on this, right, where um, there's so many abilities that come with literacy, right? Actually being able to read and understand, you know, including like empathy, you know, being able to plan ahead, you know, know, things you wouldn't necessarily think are tied in with the skill of reading, but they are, right? But also, so reading, like with books, you can connect back to the ancient Greeks, right? You can connect, but he's talking about removing, I mean, you're not even going to need to have your own language it's going to be like your own sort of personal psychedelic language is going to be translated to someone else and then you can step and you can share the other person's mind it's all going to be mediated by this vast super consensus reality computer and it's going to modify your body which is going to be the next singularity or the next evolution of the human being which is we're talking about this. that's a nightmare
0: it's not a nightmare like you have no autonomy
1: no, yeah, but this is what they're, you, know, you can see they're enthusiastic about it. No, well, it's crazy. It's like, it's almost like they're, they're hanging out there. I mean, they say, they, I tell you the truth, they sound more articulate than Elon Musk and Klaus Schwab in a lot of ways.
0: Good point. Really is true. Really isn't me. I mean, but they're very well read. This is Crowley doing the rights of Eleusis. Oh, this cool. is an actual picture. So that's from September. It's, I think it was around the turn of the century where he did it. But it was t- it was over like five or six days, and there's actually a handbill that still is in existence. Uh, actually, a book. I think this book is his, is detailing that those rights. But there's a handbill that looks like this, wow. where he did it over you know a span of uh, two weeks. They redid it, so it gets gets kind of confusing. There's some people who did it in 1990s or something like that, but uh, the original was like yeah, back then. And there's some
1: pictures around. Yeah, and just for you know that that kind of danger, right? That he's invoked. I mean, you know, C- uh, Crowley, like they had his place when it was out in, uh, was it Spain? I believe it, though that his little her- hermitage, or
0: yeah, that was uh, at and on the island of Sicily. Yeah, Sicily. Yeah, but um, mafia place, right? right? In Sicily. No. Yeah, definitely. So that, right. That's racist. Right. I'm sorry. Ah, just but, but uh just But this is it. So it was it was 1910 at uh, Caxton Hall, Westminster. Wow. Oh. Right? So that's, I mean, so this is see one thing that he
1: did, right? Crowley really summoned in a lot of these things, right? He did these. You mentioned like the evocation, invocation, invoke. Like there was that famous thing with the the was it a cr- cr- chronozone or whatever this, this Yeah, chrono. This demon that he's he went to um, to Algeria. Uh, Algeria, Algeria with that that poet uh, that you know some Newberg New Newberg yeah, who just went insane, right after doing that. He literally was just, like like Elon Hubert. He was, he was
0: no longer the same person after being with Crowley. It,
1: it, well, it's soul cracking, right? Elon Hubert used to do that. You know, the the, the Scientology founder guy, Alan Hubert, you know, soul cracking is when you t- usually with a woman, right? You're almost really debased, like Hugh Hefner. If you ever watch that, that's stuff with this Hugh Hefner, some of the really debauched like sexual stuff they put the women through. That's soul cracking, where they literally, it's almost like you shatter. Elron Ron Hubbard's, Hubbard's son was talking about this. That's how I heard about it. It's some, But basically, the soul cracking is like you almost you, – you, you harvest their soul's energy.
0: Right. That's what Crowley did with his Scarlet Women. He really kind of used them as energy vectors or something and then, uh, you know, discarded them when he was done. Branded them with the literal like a cow with the um, mark of the beast, his own mark. And then there was one girl – it wasn't Lila Waddell. If you looked at some of these women before and after Crowley, they're usually beautiful, and at the end, they look like they saw 10,000 ghosts. Their lips are very narrow. They oh, really? look terrified. Yeah, Lila Wild- Waddell. Was one
1: of them. It's like those yeah. meth pictures, right? You know, before Yeah, and- it's
0: almost like that. It's like they're done, and Crowley would just discard them, like, like the most cruel thing. But Hubbard's soul cracking, there's a description of it in my book, Children of the Beast. Okay. When it gets graphic, he would take a woman and lie on top of her, and stare into her eyes, they're awake, I mean, uh, engage in kind of a, like the, like a non, like, in sexual magic, I mean, I don't want to get too graphic, he would shove his non-erect penis into them, and stare at them for hours, and that was part of the soul-cracking ritual, so if you're a woman, like, what the F is going on? They're just totally feared, terrified, and that's how he would draw his energy. Like, there's a woman who actually told her story, and that's what Hubbard did. So um, they were monsters, yeah. Well, just to,
1: just to throw just a couple points, just to tie this in just a little bit, is that, so Hubbard, right, connected with who? Jack Parsons, connected with who? OTO, right? And, and Robert Heinlein, who used to get invited to, you know, Jack Parsons, you know, L.A. jet set, sex parties, occult ritual type of things. Robert Heinlein was hanging out there with Jack Parsons and all those guys with L. Yeah. Ron Albert. Um, yeah. and then writing the, you know, um, and then, so we won't hit this today, but you know, you find a lot of, a lot of this, uh, you know, mind control stuff or even MK ultra there, there is a little bit of bubbling occult stuff, you know, here and there organizations, even that hypnotist guy who, um, you know, was they say? You know, Oswald potentially hit, hypnotized Oswald, so he was connected with um, David
0: Ferry. Uh, David Ferry.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was connected with this uh, like Catholic church that did like satanic sacrifices or whatever.
0: You know, and and so, you know, whatever all over there. And he they, might uh, he might have had a sexual relationship with Oswald when he was fifteen. When Oswald was fifteen, like because that's what Ferry was was a pederast. Yeah, so he and, liked to be around. You know, that's how we. He was a pre-Catholic priest, and then got defrocked but that. He had a compulsion with kids, like boys, like teenage boys.
1: And that's one of the biggest things for, you know, that, that especially sexual abuse at a young age, that's, you know, the, the MPD or this, you know I mean? Or multiple personalities or creating potentiality for those. Yeah. But then just one last thing. So of course that the ritual in Algeria on, it was, I think it was the 60th anniversary of that ritual. Guess who public enemy number one, hiding out from the FBI, Timothy Leary, right on the run. He goes to, to the desert in Algeria, recreates a ritual, then flies back to the United States. somehow gets through customs is right there on the eve of that ritual on the anniversary. When at, um, Altamont, sympathy for the devil. Oh wow! Was that? Was, I never made that connection. Was wow. in standing on stage with wow. the, the ritual human sacrifice? Wow. Uh, wow. Meredith Hunter or whatever his name Yeah, was. he
0: was at the. It's just not random at all. He was at the same oasis that Crowley was at. It was called Boo but, Sada.
1: But again, this guy is like he is supposedly escaped from jail, right? This is how's he flying back in and going to this rock concert?
0: It doesn't make any.
1: it. Hard. but he's standing on stage, <laughs> right during the ritual, and he right. invoked that, and the whole thing with Crowley, of course, is like even like Jimmy Page, you know, buying that the house locked Lockness, like supposedly oh, he,
0: yeah.
1: he couldn't, he he was never able to close the porthole, They say, right, so he would right. summon the de- de- demon, but he couldn't do it. So, but that
0: that that crow, uh,
1: you pronounce it correctly, the Crona, whatever is Crona mail. You know Corinthon, I think,
0: is it what it is? Guardian of the abyss, supposed.
1: Yeah, but that's opening the abyss. That's like CERN, right? That's opening the abyss of the age. That's like opening the portholes, right? That's like you know, and that's and then to, and to reinforce that ritual by Timothy Leary. Wow, yeah. you know, um, and, and uh, Never made that connection. Yeah, so it's it's there. I mean, I, you know, there's it's certainly possible, you know. To, to make connections that are, you know, guilt by association or tenuous, but it, this it I don't think these are that tenuous, you know, when you...
0: No, it's not. Leary said that he was carrying on Crowley's tradition. There's a, a video of him saying, I'm carrying it on, and he actually, after he was done with busad, he said, the synchronicities between myself and Crowley are inescapable. We are both, he felt like he was the uh, one who carries it on, like the Book of the Law says, there shall be one who comes after, so... I think Leary probably thought that. Hubbard definitely thought he was the one who came after in the Book of the Law. So he was definitely trying to carry on Crowley's tradition. And he took it to a next level that Crowley could never imagine. Because Crowley never made money. But Hubbard turned into control. And, I mean, his son said Scientology was just black magic spread out over a longer period of time. So uh, Hubbard really was something else, yeah.
1: He had he really none of those guys, like kind of the sketchy, you know, like like the Baba Yod, you know, where because Hubbard didn't he got in some trouble, you know, but sometimes there's a sheep dipping, right? You get dishonorably discharged. But, right. you know, like, like Jerry Garcia working in a missile silo, you know, t- top secret security clans suddenly dishonorable discharge and, and becomes a, a rock and hippie
0: playing right. in the band
1: Warlocks. Their first right. And that's, you know, that's Hubbard.
0: Hubbard shows up. He's, he has this thing. He gets discharged. And then uh, Dianetics, I think, was 1948, and Scientology was 1950. So sometime right after the war, he's with uh, Parsons. And I think Fletcher Prudy said that Hubbard's war record is fake. Wow. There's something else going on. He wasn't. is not what really happened. He said that Hubbard was sheep-dipped. And it would make perfect sense um, because he was a science fiction writer, and I think he was fairly well-traveled. He seemed to, like, I forgot what his parent, I mean, he knew he was in D.C., that's where he went to. He had terrible grades at George Washington, but that's where he came across a copy of the Book of the Law. So he knew the Book of the Law before World War II. So he's yeah, a yeah. very strange cat. And I, you know, i I'm shocked like just from this interview that A Course of Miracles is MK Ultra. And I've asked questions to other Scientologists like where is the government connection between Crowley. In Scientology. Like, where is he getting this information? How does he know how to do this? And it's a lot, Scientology is probably, now that you told me about A Course in Miracles, it's fairly similar, I guess in the sense, because you are self-actualizing, like, you get you pay for this weird training with the can- uh, soup cans, but you do a lot of exercises yourself, so you don't have to, like, go to the Scientology Center to do it. So you do uh. these things where you, like, like, sit across from somebody and swear at them and you do all kinds of weird assists. I mean, it's so, so that's how you kind of, you can, it's kind of like a grade system, kind of like the uh, OTA, you can move up the grades. You have to fulfill certain things, but you do it yourself. Yeah. It's really, so you're, I think really you're kind of conditioning yourself in Scientology to uh, um, not take critical uh, judgment. So that's why so, so many Scientologists are, like you can talk to them and they'll just glaze over is because they've actually been conditioned to glaze over when somebody questions Scientology.
1: Which is, yeah, that, that's, I mean, it's literally like, you know, it's a mind, it's a you know, you're being my mind program. Mind um, yeah, uh, and, and, and so, you know, the Scientology is really important in terms of development of a lot of techniques that you can see, you know, moving in and out and moving around um, in that, that whole area. Um, the Rite of Saturn. So all these were rituals. And some of these things, you know, again, he had his theater, right? He had his theater of the beetle or whatever. And so people would go and think it's like a, watching a play. They don't know they're actually being in a rich, actual ritual. Right. It was also nice to do this. The Rite of Jupiter.
0: Are you, oh, they're all? Is yeah, that that got one? it all. Yeah, so he did it over a, a span of like a week. So he had all these Rites. Rite of Saturn, Rite of Jupiter, Rite of Mars, Soul, Venus, Mercury, Rite of Luna, which is the moon. And then you've got, of course, oh. the, hand,
1: the hand gestures. You know, the, what is it? The, the help supposed to be semaphore is actually Crowley and magical working, <laughs> right. you know, symbols. You know, right? Um,
0: He's got yeah. it all. He did all the hand gestures. He had all the weird, you know, uh, clothing and all that stuff. Like he, he was really something else. He was crazy. But yeah. But, but
1: again, you know, it's. A, I'll just maybe leave with this thought: is that you know you look at the um, the smithsonian you know the uh world the folkways smithsonian catalog with all the all the alchemical symbols right in taking a lot of some pretty dark music you know and then you pick the one the one uh you say robert johnson right he was the the blues guitarist you know there's a movie crossroads ralph machu that came back came out where, where steve i played satan um but crossroads robert johnson it was rolling stones it was it was um, it was Eric Clapton especially, you know. Eric Clapton was kind of the guitar purist, right? Eric, you know. Robert Johnson is it? Rolling Stones, Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson, Robert Johnson. So he he sold his soul to the devil, right? He sold to the devil. He was certainly a good artist, um, you know, for the few out, you know, few things he did. But um, but he literally was known to have sold his soul to the devil, where he's or he did some kind of a cult thing. And his, you know, originally he sucked ass, right? No one would, he would get thrown out of clubs because he was so bad musician. But there's a hundred other amazing, or at least, uh, you know, 50, 60, it does country blues guitarists that are as good, if not far surpassing Robert Johnson in mm, technique true. overall musicality. Why was he chosen as the archetype? Of all rock, Robert Johnson. now right. And now, if you're into mysticism, right, you want to get into spirituality. You want to get into occult stuff. Um, okay. Say someone like, say, well, like Manley P. Hall. Okay. Um, even you know, Blavatsky isn't that bad. Or there's other. There's all kinds of different, you know, occult things. You know, if you want to get into spirituality, right? There's, there's many things. Why choose Aleister Crowley, who was an absolutely diabolical evil human being you know you know completely founded on the lowest basis you know you know whether you believe or not in spiritual energies but really a just being completely selfish right you don't care about anybody else use anybody but completely evil you know i mean you know with a with a record of being totally evil right how come all these people were falling crowley you know what I mean? Like, what, why? The Beatles... Some always, kind of dark,
0: attractive. dark attraction, right?
1: Yeah, but he he's still... I mean, you know what I mean? From uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Mr. Crowley. Like, this guy is still... How many people are forgotten? Why don't people follow Rasputin? But yeah, oh, play something. Like, show these women. Can you make that bigger? Right, so that's
0: Lila Waddell. That's the mark of the beast that Crowley put on her chest, branded oh. on her chest. And she looks beautiful. She's kind of exotic. I think she's half, like, Maori or something. That's her before... And this is her after. Like, she looks kind of haunted and, and bent out of shape. dude. she looks like a ghost. She looks like, a, she looks like she's possessed by a demon, dude. Yeah. And so this is another one. This is um, not Lila Waddell. Her name, I can't remember right now. But she's she was cute. That's Lila Waddell. This is Leah Hersig. Her name was Leah Hersig. So that's her before. Look at Leah Hersig after Crowley. She got branded, too. So that's her. This is her after Crowley. Look at her face, man. Like haunted. Before. Cute. Young. Look at the eyes. Kind of nice eyes. After. Done. Thin-lipped. Haunted, man. Like she saw freaking 10,000 Ghosts. And you know, and also
1: you know, she's posing for a picture, so she, you know, probably trying to put her best. My God,
0: she just, yeah, she's just like
1: yeah. devastated. Yeah, she looks devastated. But it's like it's like people. But don't, she like, she
0: got to try. She like paint me as a naked. She said stuff to Crowley like really creepy. Like she was ready to go all in with Crowley, and she did for like five years, and then he abandoned her. So. And then she just kind of got lost from history, like. Nobody really knows what happened to her. Knows what happened to her. That's her on the right. Anyway, so those are just like tragic. Every every person who's associated with Crowley ends in tragedy. Even Crowley himself, like nobody ever comes out. Like right there's deaths and madness. And he admitted to it. Like he would tell people. He told one guy, Lanceyve King, in like the south of France. Everybody who crosses me is either dead poor or in a mental institution. Like you bragged about
1: it. Like that's what's uh, Yeah. Anyway. Well, well you saw that when you were scrolling through that picture of the crossroads. They have a big
0: look yeah. at that icon there. Yeah um, that was it. That was the crossroads where it actually supposedly happened. It happened
1: yeah. but look look at they put up you know it's not just like there's a there's a big uh, like a memorial there for that right.
0: like it's a it's a place to go to like yeah you go, no, right? yeah it's a no, travel location. Yeah
1: there it is. It's part of the rock you, know, it, it's been embedded in the culture or the ritual. right? right.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: and if you look at the the Grateful Dead talk about this, it's a semiotics, right? So sixty-one and forty-nine. Well, let me look at that a little closer. It's, it's kind of a weird. Yeah, which picture? This
0: one. I just want to see what
1: the the, the thing looks like. I
0: mean, I may have to. The,
1: there may be some weird. Uh...
0: It's south of Memphis. I think it's like a couple hundred miles or two hundred miles south of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, maybe I'll look at that. There's something there, but
1: still, it's like it's a little bit. Because there's lots of great Bucko White. Who knows Bucko White? You know, Lemon Jackson. I've Jefferson.
0: never heard, I've heard that, that name. I don't even know who that is. Oh, well,
1: he's great. He's one of my favorite. You know, the country blues guys. But these people are totally forgotten. You know what I mean? But Robert Johnson, people still know Robert Johnson to this day, right? I mean, and it's when you like say for me when I was learning guitar, you know, you go through. You got to learn how to play Crossroads by Clapton, and then you get into the Crossroads mythology, and then you you know rolling so those in. here, like, and you, know, I try, you try to learn, you Robert Johnson, but he has a pretty limited music, but there's that song like Hellhound on My Trail, right? So that's that has a, that, that, like that song, his voice sounds like the, the eyes of his, the, the, you know, the women, you know, the Crowley Scarlet oh, women. Right, right, yeah. It's got that like, brew, be, yeah. Eerie. yeah eerie. But, but not like, you know, like, you know, ACDC, like Hell's Bells, you know, like, right. you know, party and more like there's really a Hellhound on his trail and he's right. tormented and haunted. You know, like, so it, it comes through and it's not, you know, you know, it's, you know what I mean? It seems, it seems like it's not entertainment. It seems like this guy's really right. wh- <laughs> so, Why you you know boy, I went down
0: to the crossroads, got down on my knees. What's, he, what's the uh, lyric? I went down. I, I can
1: plug no, up my guitar playing. Oh, down goodness. to the crossroads, fed on my knees. Asshole oh, boy, what you, will you take old Bob if you please? Yeah. Um, you know, can't run, you can't hide. Uh, but, but there's Hellhound on my trail, which is a later. Which is, you know, and that's um, but this would this, so, but this connects with all the the voodon, you know, voodon, santeria yeah. you know, that some of that stuff that survived. Um, I don't know if there's a, I guess, I guess, clap, there's Clapton's lyrics, Cream, but they, they're, they're they're why don't they're showing um, Robert Johnson's lyrics, you know, because it's written by Robert
0: Johnson, um, but. Crossroad Blues. That was it. fill down Ask the Lord have mercy. Save poor Bob, if you please. Yeah. You can run. You can t- r- You can run. You can run. Tell my boy friend, boy Willie Brown. You can run. I believe I'm sinking down. Interesting. Yeah. So, but the Lord above. What Lord? Good. Right. Save poor Bob, if you please.
1: Witch Lord, right? Is Park, you know. Is it- yeah, good, good question. Look, look, like a Hellhound on my trail. Okay, let's do it. But that song, you know, there's not much there in the song itself, but it's the legend and the act, the ritual, right?
0: Can we just play it, maybe? Um You see if I play it, we can go out listening to Hellhound on my trail about that. All right. All
1: right. Oh, all right. say <laughs>
4: down
0: How do you want to uh book in this? Do you have anything you want to add? Anything? Uh, your website is ha- your full name, right? Hands.com.
1: Yeah, still trying to get that updated. Yeah, hazard.com, uh, uh music mind control.wordpress.com. Um, and uh, you know, shoot me email. I'll have some products up hopefully when I get this. Uh, this, uh, I try to get a web design out in India, dude. They're charging me twelve thousand dollars for a website. I'm like, dude, oh, you gotta, you gotta. You yeah, are you're, you're not, you know, so anyways, we'll see. But yeah, no,
0: you, you need to go on to Fiverr. Try Fiverr. You can get a website for cheap. Okay. All right. If I have Fiverr, yeah. so sounds good. Yeah. Fiverr.com, yeah. Yeah. And it'll be a set price. You won't have to like deal with somebody far away. And the other thing is that these guys have already done work. So you already know that they've been in the Fiverr system. So Okay. if, yeah. they, if they don't get those high amount of five-star reviews, then don't move on to the next mm-hmm. one. But. You okay. should be able to get it. Yeah. Very quality one cheap. But again, Hans Uter, thanks so much. This was episode three of what you what you call let's see. I called it MK Ultra for the masses. Fine. You, you're the that? boss. Well no, I, I, I should I should have used your title. That was a mistake <laughs> on my part.
1: That's, That's okay, stuff. man. You, you know, you're in the top 005 percent, man. You know, so I, I just uh, live I I, I uh I see to your your judgment so. well
0: it's just easier i think to um what was your what was your full title yours was m k ultra let's, uh let's go back to the beginning here m k ultra music is the weapon from manson to the technotronic control state. i liked your title much better so the next the next one <laughs> all right man thanks so much for your time really great interview amazing stuff I had no idea about a course in Night of miracles yeah. being uh part of a uh, program US program that's incredible
1: that stuff goes man you know like like thinking about how much there was a huge amount of resources put into this it wasn't you know
0: yeah it wasn't like a small thing it was millions and millions of dollars and spread all throughout universities and some of the smartest people ever you know all the doctorates and stuff like that so thanks so much for your time really appreciate it you're welcome William thank you you.